and welcome to Spotlight, the official podcast of Grapple. I'm Benno. I'm JP. And I'm Matty. And Matty's back, everyone. Matty must be back because we've just spent 40 minutes in the pre-show talking about Vince Russo. Um, so, you know, it's, uh, <laughs> it's oh, is good that, to that calling card, is it? Is that me? <laughs> I think it is. <laughs> is that like, you know... Go through Patreon <laughs> ideas. Like the sky or whatever. <laughs> we went from the defence of Vince Russo to just, like, the G- is the G1 still a thing? Being a, no, being a rider. It's on like a Starting next week with a week of it. No one was asked last year. Let's be honest. Everyone could pretend he went. No one gave a shit Mate. last year. No one cares. Do now. the pickums for shits and giggles, Matty. Do the pickums. Give yourself a bit of interest in it. Maybe that is that will give you a bit of interest. Two, two pickum contests. I'm aware of. It'll be the the voices one, voice of wrestling one, and the post one. Mm. Like well, will you it. send me? Will you send me a link, JP, and I'll trust you, mate. I Thought will. That might blow I your mind. Yeah. yeah, you've got to work it out like you're doing fantasy league. Basically, <laughs> I've been I've been well, trying to get me uh, my little cousin Matthews into like the fiend and stuff into uh, into New Japan. He's a big fan of Jay White since he's turned up on a uh, on AEW shows. I'll send him some recommendations. I think he was a bit a bit confused by the uh, the clap crowds because they're like half the um, you know half the matches he was watching had like a really lively crowd, and then half of them were in like. You know, dead zone New Japan clap crowd like thing, but you know yeah. it's becoming a becoming a you know a G one fan, becoming a, a New Japan fan, mate. It's uh, it's all about that, mate. Wrestling for points. It's the uh, the way forward. I was say, is it, add a fancy it to it. It's a great time. Is it twenty eighteen again? Is it? Have we gone back in time? <laughs> <laughs> What's going on? I know we talk about time a lot, like but come on, it's four years on. You were loving Kenny Omega in 2018. Don't lie to the people. Yeah, Kenny Omega. <laughs> That's what I was yeah. loving. I wasn't loving the G1. <laughs> Same matches all the time, though. That Naito one? final. You must have loved that. What one was it? The Naito final. Omega, uh, Omega Naito. And Omega Goto, where he beats Was the Ashemi final with Naito? I watched that one. That was good. And Omega. Was that 17? Maybe. That could have been 17. That might What's have been 17. Last- Jay White against someone better. You watched that in mind. The last one we watched, well, I watched the final where he he won his block, didn't he? Whatever mm. whoever he beat, it might have Naito. No, it wasn't Ishii. No, no. Kota Abushi. Abushi, there you go. Oh, I think it was that yeah. one. Yeah. Mm. And then last year was Akada versus Abushi, and Abushi got injured. That's Abushi a shock. Won't be in this year's. <laughs> That's a shock. The <laughs> same wrestlers all the time. Don't get me <laughs> you wouldn't be saying that if it was Roman Reigns, would you? Like you'd be no, without one. It's good to have you back, mate. It's the proper stuff. Like, say we were coming up with like ideas for Patreon shows. You know, we'll do New Blood versus uh, Millionaires Club at some at some point. The uh, the the defense of Vince Russo, where maybe I can be the uh, the judge and uh, JP can be the prosecution, and you can be the defense. I think there's a uh, I think there's some mileage in there. Yeah, like we we need to all like supply like what five or ten bits of evidence each or something, and then we'll see what <laughs> we'll see what comes out. That sounds good. That that sounds good. You're the one man good, who can. Good do luck it. on the defence side. Yeah I'm, yeah, I'm fascinated to see the case. And if you're anything like Jerry McDevitt, you'll probably end up getting a moth. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, I'll I'll, I'll sway Benno on on the. The table, JP. You know what I mean. On the slide, that is something we agree with. Like I saw somebody say this week on Twitter, like they were like, you know, the way people stop watch Roar and SmackDown, and they're like, there are only forty-seven minutes worth of wrestling in the first hour of Roar. It's like there's fucking twenty million hours in WWE TV every week. 
the amount of matches isn't a problem. Like, there's enough no. fucking wrestling. There's enough of it. You don't need yeah. any more. It's all fucking bang average. You might disagree with me there, Matty. But, like, you know, it's like, it's not like there's, you know, you, you haven't got a, a chance to see these people. That's not really where, where the issue lies. If it was up to me, there'd be no fucking wrestling on TV. It'd be angles and we build to a pay-per-view. That's that's the proper way to do it. Me and Russo we, we, we agree. We, we, we proper agree there. That's the thing, like, as much as we do go back and forth mm. or, or bounce up, we, we agree angles. on that, right? Who wants to see two... Uh, this is Russo to a T, though. He even says this on this video. I need to dig it out for you, JP. We mentioned it in the pre-show. <laughs> even he says on this message for me, who wants to see two wrestlers in trunks and boots <laughs> wrestle all the time? Why? Why, do you wanna, why would you want to see that? It's, <laughs> it's entertainment. It's wrestling. It's, you know. It's, I don't know. <laughs> He might Shut maybe I'm focusing on the word wrestling too much. It really was, yeah. I was uh, I can't believe am I the man to stand up here for wrestling yes. in and of itself as part of this on the, whole media. Sorry, on the grapple star Rob's rating done. podcast. Yeah, you probably should. Go yeah. on. Yeah, it was, yeah. <laughs> Don't you come across like that, Ben. Come on. <laughs> that's the thing. I think people like people just assume that's what we are over here. I mean over here, famously know? in Budokan when it was, you know, Misawa versus Kawada, and they just sat there and went, oh, this is fucking dull. Just lads in tights hitting each other. Yeah, let's, <laughs> let's head off. No, it's fine. JB, it's fine now and again. It, it, it's needed now and again. <laughs> of course it is. <laughs> to keep up the wrestling part of the... the it is thing. needed, yeah, yeah, it is. Is yeah. this why we put tequila at the end of polls and uh, and things like that? Is that the... Uh... You've got to spice it up, Benno. You've got to give it a bit of oomph. Not just the same thing all the time. <laughs> I'm just picturing a G1 file now. <laughs> it's like, yeah. On a poll. On a poll. The G1 should be the four boxes. What was it, the 49ers match in every corner? <laughs> should be something in a box or something. What was that one? Was stuff. that on Nitro? Like Feast or Fired? Mm. That's what, yeah, but it was called originally the San Francisco 49ers match. It was. Remember <laughs> these pictures of Scott all in there? Then on Stuff like that. Oh, I don't remember <laughs> that, no. Don't you remember it? No. Is this after before it. or after he won the world title, mate? This was, I think it's when he vacated it. He vacated it, JP. <laughs> of and then this was Booker TV, Jeff yep. Jarrett. And there was four boxes hanging on each corner. And they all had an item. One of them had the, the belt in. So if you got that belt, you if you got that box, you won the belt. <laughs> <laughs> none, of this, none of this making you pin or submit, JP. Just open a box. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I think it says I everything that I wasn't sure if you were talking about late 90s WCW or earlier 2000s TNA then at that point but you know it's all uh... no in oh, TNA he went a bit he, he did go a bit bit wild in TNA like hmm. I was going to say that's right. the last thing we had you on the uh, the TNA uh, <laughs> yeah, the t- TNA I'd say flashback month one technically doing uh, June of, uh, of 2002 happy period for you mm. mate yeah, no. Looking back at them shows, it, it, was a, it was a lot of fun, wasn't it? It was, um, you know, the good, the bad, and the ugly, wasn't it? A pro wrestling them mm. the, them two shows. Let's be honest about it. <laughs> but um, it was good to revisit. It was. Happy. Memory. It's amazing they're still existing, and we'll be talking about them today as well. Mm. Yeah. So, somehow, still, somehow, still standing. The the one that's uh, that's still going. But wow, still delivering, boys. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. We'll go into it more in a bit. But for me, still fucking knocking them out the park. Yeah, it's basically it's funny because it's like it's like watching a big indie now. It's like it's like you know, but it's still yeah. it's still you know. You, although this is a controversial one. How do you feel about this, Marty? In the app, that Garrett split them off. The two separate companies. There's TNA in the app, 
and there's Impact Wrestling in the app. I don't know. Is that a? Is is? Has, I don't, he, has he done that yet? It's a hard split. Yeah, yeah. yeah. At, the, at the point they become Impact Wrestling, Gareth treats them as a separate company in the app. Like it was. I wasn't sure on the call at the time. I can see where he's coming it, from. It, but... It's it's proper Steve Bold in it. It's a bold <laughs> call. Like it's it's, it's like. <laughs> But fair play to him, it, you know it's his decision. And but it's all the, it's all the same in it, Ben. You know, for us, mm. like, but that's a it's big call. A, that feels like it's been about four hundred different companies over the years. So. Yeah, yeah. Wasn't it called G G F W for a bit? Oh, no, you, you go on YouTube, it had a feud with it, and like you try and watch like old Impact clips, and it'll be like. The, the open with like the global force intro so at some point when jeff jarrett was like conning them into changing him into global force wrestling some poor like admin person has gone through and edited every video and added that intro and then it lasted about two months so it's like but it's there forever now on youtube well boys on the on the app on the impact plus i've been telling you haven't i that there's some years that are missing it must be illegal issue like for the tv why aren't the episodes of the weekly tv on there it's must it's be something. Just, Someone must own them, like Billy Corgan. I don't know. I, mean, I, I was know. thinking whether it was part of the Billy Corgan lawsuit, whether it's part of the Jarrett tapes, part of the you know the Global yeah. Force tapes that went missing, and all that kind of story with it as well. I mean, I'd like to know. Con- I'd love to know actually. Controversially, I'm kind of with Gareth on this. I think they are kind of it becomes something different with just the history and lineage of TNA, but it's like a kind of a it is like a split. And it does feel like a, you know, while they kind of talk about TNA, it's like part of it. It may be like, I don't know, world class becoming part of USWA or continental becoming part of it. But JP, due class, it, obviously, this one is probably the most established. NWA and WCW, do you split them up? Like, that's probably the most established one, isn't it? I think, when is it? The, For me, it's just WCW. Become, you know what I mean? Well, it's weird because it gets referred to as NWA. Yeah. It's like world championship wrestling is like the name of the TV, isn't it? It's weird. And, it is very weird. And I remember it being very confusing when I first started watching WCW. There just seemed to be a point when NWA just got dropped. Yeah. And then at that point in time, I was like reading then Aptomags and things like that. And at that point, you go down the wormhole of sort of like learning a bit about wrestling history and the rest of it. And that's kind of like the way in. I think, but I think the interesting thing is like the, it'd be the reverse for you and me, wouldn't it, Marty? Because like we would have probably been watching WCW first. And then going back yeah. and watch them and go, what's the NWA? Mm-hmm. And like me, the older cousin John might yeah. have gone, oh, that's what they used to be called. And you just go, oh, okay, fair enough. And like, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. It's the other way yeah. around rather than being used to. But that's the thing. End of but, like, I, I'm watch, we're watching the, uh, we're doing our um, Half Foundation versus uh, Steve Austin 1997 deep cuts this week. So I've been watching mm. a lot of 97 Rows and there's loads of references to the NWA on there. And it's almost like, they feel safe referencing it. You know what I mean? Jim Ross is on commentary with Vince McMahon talking it's about things. It's not the competition the promoting, yeah. Because yeah. you're not saying WCW. It's kind of like, yeah. you know, a way around. And then so many fuckers tried to, you know, bring it back even then, you know, or like, and since then. Rousseau tried to bring it back. You know, Billy Corgan. <laughs> you know, it's like, I think it is distinctly its own thing now. But like, there is mm. that like weird mucky history, isn't there? That weird like crossover period. It, it's sort of when it becomes... Wait, really, the NWA sort of dies almost when Jim Crockett sells it up off to Ted Turner. And it's just sort of there for a little bit in the interim. And then it's kind of like a rebrand, what feels maybe around like sort of, what, 91? Am I, dare I say, am I getting my wrestling history wrong? Shocking if I am. But it feels like it was around that time for me 
because he just doesn't get referred to. Whereas if I remember like Starcade 89, the Iron Man stuff, it's all about like the NWA at that point in time. Oh, yeah. But probably is the WCW sign when they're coming out, JP. That's weird. As we said, it's weird and very like confusing. But as you say, maybe we should go back and uh, get the official uh, dates on that. Well, TNA is the same thing, isn't it? Because that kind of happens. You know, all the belts are NWA, and then slowly it's just like, ah, fuck it. Should we just do our own thing? Like, what what are we getting out of this NWA name anyway? Type of thing. Like, it feels mm-hmm. like it's happened. You're just clinging on to the heritage, weren't you, and the history. Mm-hmm. That's what it is to, to boost it up. But yeah, like a Lego yeah Doug, someone in the chat there, Douglas, with the big angle, where that was ninety three. That's ninety three. Ninety three. Yeah, it's 93, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah, Carl says here, NWA, ECW, the best version of the NWA. Do you agree with that, uh, Matty? Best version of the NWA? No, it's August 94, the NWA World Title Tournament. Oh, okay. Oh, was it? Yeah. In the aftermath. Yeah. And then, was it Dennis Coraluzzo getting fuming? At oh, yeah, three, but he took him yeah. about three times in order to get it right and stuff like that. There's so much bullshit around that. Like, it's just sort of all a big worked angle, isn't it? That's it. It's a fun. We'll visit that. Uh, we'll do that properly on like an uh, observe this mm. or, or at some point that that period. But no, what I was saying then, like we've, uh, I think you'd be proud of us this week, Matty, doing that. Uh, Austin versus Hart in a '97 stuff. I, I literally, honestly, haven't stopped this weekend watching. Like because the original plan was just watch a few angles on uh, on YouTube for you know get a feel for the time and we're gonna do like it's Simon uh, one of our uh, kings of the mountain who's uh, who's chosen the idea and we're kind of gonna do a timeline from pretty much the night after WrestleMania 13 through to Canadian Stampede and then like I think I put mm. one roar on and it was like oh what's the next one and then I put another roar on then another roar on and I'm, go, pick- I'm picking and choosing me segments like at this point I'm like okay what's Austin involved in what's the Half Foundation involved in I'll probably skip over. Um, Jesse James come out singing country songs to wrestle uh, Rockabilly. I'll probably skip over some of this nation of domination trying to start a race war with Savio Vega stuff. But uh, Salvatore Sincere is all over the shows as well. It's like it's, okay. this, it's this weird period where it's like half of the show is like red hot and you got like Brett and Sean and Brian Pillman and Austin cutting all these killer promos and it all feels very like you know modern and like we're, we're trailblazing into this new era and then like I say, Salvatore Sincere turns up or fucking Rockabilly comes out Rockabilly. with his guitar. Jesse James is literally he sings with my baby tonight, like from start to finish. That's his entrance. Like I didn't realise he was still doing that in nineteen ninety seven. It's like, is that supposed to be a baby face, really? Like, who gives a fuck? And then you get that weird element of like Vince is on commentary and everyone in the rings making like you love this like little shoot comments you know this is Russo going you know getting Austin to like have a have a go at him while he's been or put. staring him out yeah staring him on pointing to him yeah, yeah. or Ahmed Johnson yeah. going you know you and the company hold me down and like yeah. <laughs> it's like I think that's the I was watching it thinking that I wonder if you had the same feeling like as a kid that was where like the switch flipped it was like oh he's not just a mild mannered commentator Vince McMahon actually runs mm-hmm. this company it's like it's that period where like that was happening it's like it's been such a like a fun period to try and watch through but that one then you're saying the night after me but i think it's the week before mainly we've discussed this that half a cage where brett pushes vince in the cage and is like yeah. this is bullshit that is yeah. like that set it off for me that was the first time i watched it every week that was the first time you're like you're half falling asleep when you're young i was like whoa my eyes just went up and just that i remember that vividly that that angle like and it was just Unbelievable, but Ben, that's Thanks. where all the uh, Taker and Kane stuff started. And Paul Bear is in that. I know that's about Austin and uh, the yeah, Foundation. Yeah, a lot of that. 
Undertaker's um, Undertaker's like, yeah, and he's working on behalf of Paul Bearer because he doesn't want the Kane secret to come. Like the laying yeah, seeds, yeah. mate. This is this is April and May. You know, Kane's yeah. turn up. What is it? October? <laughs> like, well, isn't that going to be another one on the Patreon show? Yeah, we'll the, get Matty uh, on the, the Undertaker Kane law. Mm. Yeah, it's got to be. But that this one, I'll be listening, boys, and I'll be watching along. I'll be doing everything regarding this. This is like proper stuff. The proper stuff. Hey, Garrett's cancelled on us, so you got 24 hours if you want to uh, do a super sub and do the podcast with us tomorrow. You know? Why is he cancelled? Oh, he just hasn't got time. We're doing the... Uh, the we're also, this week, we're recording the AEW... Um half year review, review as well so we just uh, we haven't got the time to do to do both but you know open invite there Matty there you go saying it live on air, oh, on air. I'll be there please come on <laughs> I'm on, I'm on, I'm on, I'm on Simon doesn't mind if Simon doesn't mind I'll be there I'm off work aren't I so I'm, I'm there boys <laughs> <laughs> you got 24 hours to watch basically every Raw from May to July of uh, 1987 I think you can do it Benno it's all here mate and I can't watch it as well it's all here again <laughs> Uh, oh, you getting on with the old work, JP? There you go. We got Matty along to uh, to help us out. I I've started it. It's it's awesome, as you can imagine. It's like some of the best homework you'll ever have to do. But I do need to finish it off. Like it'll probably be the thing after we record. Generally, I like to decompress for like half an hour. And I think a cheeky bit of Stephen Brett would be exactly the kind of thing that's down my alley. But just even sourcing like everything and working out the timeline is so much fun. Because you'll do it, and then you'll just see a picture of Davy Boy Owen and Brett hugging and Brett looking to camera, and you're just like, "Christ, this was gold, yeah. absolute fucking gold." You know what, Ben? Mm. I I remember, like, if you're doing the matches, obviously as well. I do remember most of the angles. I watch a couple of matches to refresh, like uh, Austin and Michaels v Bulldog and Owen for the tag. Mm. I watch all that stuff tomorrow. I'll give that a go tomorrow. Well, yeah, it's, we're doing it as like a deep, so it's more like the timeline than like you know the breakdown of like the. But Austin, strictly or, just Austin and Austin the arts, just mainly. Yeah. Okay. And then you get, but yeah. then even in doing it, you know, Shawn Michaels is it's dead frustrating watching it. Like I'm not finished yet, but like Shawn Michaels is like he should be in the mix, and it's like WrestleMania 13, the build and that, like the go home raw to that, and he's like getting involved in the brawl at the end of the show. He's not on the fucking show. King of the Ring ruins that too. <laughs> this is all the WrestleBrett. All the politics, then oh, all this time's the politics and so injuries, real injuries. Brett gets an injury, don't he? Brett Hart and Michaels are going to fight a king of the ring. Ah, Michaels is that. being a dick. And that's that's what but Brett has his knee injury, and then well, you know, but that's always. And then they have that fight backstage. I think that's July or June, no, in Hartford. I think that is where he saved me. So all that's like vivid in my mind. The sweet we'll talk about tomorrow, then, but the sweet chin. In the wheelchair, oh my god, yeah. is one of the <laughs> best of all time, mate. <laughs> it's so, like <laughs> I watched that one, and like on the network now, because genuinely, like I don't like, I don't think the network's any good. Like I think they've they've just stopped developing the network, and they've stopped like updating it, and the servers have gone to shit. But one good thing about the network is it's very easy to like if you play an episode, you can pick your segments, and they've taken yeah, the, they used to be a point, didn't they? Where like all the finishes to matches were ruined on it, and they've taken that out as well now, so it's dead yeah. easy to like skip through and find the segments you want but that episode of raw is dead interesting because it like it ends you know without the, the super kick because brett like goes over time doesn't he and they just talk does it have raw after day yeah it just them. stops it fades to black and it comes back on and they show the segments yeah. and i'm like you know what that's good fan service they don't uh they don't often do stuff like that on the uh you've got loads network. of them in 98 as well raw after what's it called raw off air or something there's a lot after the raw whatever you call it yeah yeah that's it, yeah. That's the one. Um, but yeah, like that's where I think I got, I got up to that one, 
And I've watched that there's the one where like Raw kicks off and um, Vince is um, like telling off Sean and Brett on air, but he's like, you know, we're very disappointed in their uh, unprofessional conduct. Sean Michaels and Brett Hart got into a, an altercation backstage at Raw last week or whatever, and neither of them are going to be on the show tonight. It's a fucking surreal time. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to finishing it. And now, yeah, you're on, Matty. So there you go. There's another reason to be uh, excited, Mr. Uh, Get in. Steve Austin Historian 97. We'll miss Garrett, obviously, but uh, what a super oh, we've yeah. we got there. Yeah, I'm shocked at Gareth there, but yeah, we can't make it, boys. You know, you know I'm up for it, boys. You know I'm quitting his game. Shocked and disappointed said. by that tone. You'll be sending a text in the morning saying he wants to jump on. No, he won't. Uh, he won't take that. But no, we are. Uh, we are recording with Gareth's way as well this week. You're making a yes. J- JP's got a well-earned uh, holiday coming up uh, next week. He's going to be sorting himself in Turkey. So uh, we're hammering the recording. There's a deep cut coming up, uh, like we say, to- covering the uh, the Vince McMahon trial of uh, of 1994. We're recording Brett and Austin. We're recording the uh, the AW six month year in review, or to give it its uh, its proper title, as uh, as Andy said, the assassination of Hangman Page by the uh, by the Coward Benson Richards, and um, that's the uh, the other podcast we've uh, we've got going on this week. But yeah, also uh, as well as we uh, we mentioned the pre-show to me and uh, me and Steph recorded some audio where she uh, you know did the uh, Detroit tourist board proud and, uh, and talk through uh, a live experience of uh, blood and guts and uh, and forbidden door. I don't know if you had the chance to listen to uh, to any of that yet, JP. I've only started the, the the Detroit stuff, but I can remember like even from the stories you you were saying to me. As we were recording, it was like Jesus Christ, this place sounds fucking terrifying. <laughs> but um, now, yeah, I've 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 still got to finish that off. A bit um, of uh, you know bless. backstage intrigue as well as uh, you know stuff was in the body yeah. section for uh, for Dynamite and Rampage. Yes, I've seen that. I've seen the picture well. on, on Twitter. Mm. Get the whole story, you know, Patreon. I'll be there. Listen, grapple, uh, hear all that. So yeah, we'll try and turn that into a regular thing as she's uh, you know at these uh, these shows and stuff. So yeah. Million things going on this week, JP. Yeah, absolutely loads, like you said there. And we've got obviously our, our back catalogue to go to. We've got the daily updates. We're doing a weekend show before I bugger off to Marmaris is the name of the place. And by frankly, counterfeit um uh football shirts. That's <laughs> what I'm planning on bringing back from Turkey. Can we put all yeah, we've got that. Can do, mate. I'll take photos and I'll go right fastest finger first, lads. So, like, you know, <laughs> any, you any, any in your mind, GP? Uh, have you got any in mind? I don't know. I found myself on Eminem Direct looking at Fluminese away tops today, and I thought I don't really need that in my life, but it's, it's very GP, much a thing that I like collecting. Do you agree with me? Yeah, I've always been an away shirt head, not a home shirt yeah. head. Got to yeah. be away shirts, yeah, always. Yeah, I, I like wearing the yellow Arsenal away tops. Um, none of which are unfortunately available at, at patreon.com forward slash <laughs> We were going to make it at one point. You, you, were, you were dead. We sad. were. Yeah, maybe we, we were. Ab- abs- absolutely, yeah. Gareth has a great T-shirt I mean, idea this week as well, you know. That, uh, oh, he's an awesome uh, one. Oh, one. yeah, he did. Yeah, 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 that does sound very good. If you look in the little spreadsheet, you'll notice that I wrote that. I wrote down an idea in tre- incredibly similar to that as well. It was whether or not Matty would be Slash. Really, for some, <laughs> some reason that seems to work. But, well, no one I'll said out loud it was a Guns N' Roses t-shirt, but there you go, JP just there. Oh, sorry. <laughs> it could have been Velvet Revolver, There could have been another slash. Was there a slash in the new church in TNA? I'm sure there was. Uh, Harry that Slash, was, who did the music on ECW. That was Wolfie D. <laughs> so it could be that. He's, be the, that. he's the bad one, isn't he? Wolfie D. 
Yeah, quick one from Sean. Yeah, just... Matty, top five away shirts. You got five? Oh, you've got to start with the, the blue Brazil kit, any of them. You've got uh, the Netherlands black uh, away kit. Okay. If we're going club, we've got any of the Real Madrid. I've got a few Real Madrid away shirts, Adidas. Got one, like it's a blue on blue, lovely. Um, on the spot here. Um, them three come to mind. Italy, classic white away shirt. Can't beat yeah. that. Another club one to end it. Um, if I'm going to pick a Liverpool one, um, what are we going for here? I like candy. them all. You know, I like the mad. Sorry. Candy era. The green Oh, one. no. What about that one that was like, like green, the... white, green, white? That yes, one. the Carlsberg green, white, green. Because I had the... I was going to say. Yeah, Carlsberg that's the whole thing. proper sponsor. Candy one. didn't feel like a thing that'd be around for long. So he didn't Carlsberg feel like it was. Yeah. Says a man who loves JVC, and I don't think they're coming back anytime soon. <laughs> um, JP 2 I think, of with Arsenal kits. Purely 0-2. <laughs> that, I... that yellow one you said with the blue collar when you were yeah. with that the Invincibles one. Maybe. Uh, you know? They did, yeah. They did have a yellow one. <laughs> with the blue like, collar. Occasionally, they, they had... Was... I, I, I'm of, like, the one... Basically, the one we won... You won't like this. When we won the league in 1989. Um, <laughs> and, the, uh, and the Michael Thomas one. It's yeah. up for grabs now. <laughs> oh, what a fucking! You've done a job. Almost JP needed to win by two goals. You've done a job. I know. <laughs> I I wept lots. I imagine it was probably similar in your house, but in a very different way. Because that that sort of shit didn't happen back then. Ben, you could pass back to the keeper. <laughs> yeah, we need to explain. We need to explain. We need to explain. We need to explain. I'm That's go... a generic cup, Benno. We need to explain the rules to you. Somebody bought me an Everton cup for uh, in the office, yeah. He just like, and he's a lad. He likes footy. He can have it. He can have it. Yeah. No? Fancy footy's launching this week, Matty. I thought you'd be excited about that. You know, we've got um, I'm gonna. You'd be happy to know I might be talking some fancy football away from Grapple uh, coming up. There's a tease. Uh, JP doesn't even know this. Um, I haven't talked to him yet. But you know, there's some uh, some plans coming for uh, for that. Price is getting revealed uh, this week. Season starting in a month. It's exciting times. Fucking game, mate. It's whatever it is. <laughs> we'll, talk. well, I've told you before, boys. I always try and start these things, but if you are doing one, mm. I might have to, like a Gareth said, if he knew, like, Benno takes it deadly serious, I'm there, mate. Well, <laughs> you, fucking... you can be like a canary <laughs> yeah. in a coal man. You could come in and wipe the floor with us and, like, with, with like, no previous fancy football. I could see that happen. But you know, last year, yeah, mm. do you know, last year, just a quick one, you know, Joe and Niall, don't you, Ben? Mm. That's it. That's well, a we shout out on this podcast. <laughs> and there's, uh, and there's br- the other brother, uh, Alex. So there's yeah. three brothers, Ben. Mm. So they every year, they basically just every Prem game, you send your prediction in, your first scorer, the correct score, and they've been doing that for years. So I come, I got invited to do it this year with them. And have a guess who won. Oh, fuck's sake. You're going to clean up an FPL this year, aren't you? Oh, no. I did win that one. Because uh, I think it's the, the brother Alex won every year, and he was a good sport. Like, But um, I enjoyed that part of it. But it's just I knew that was easy because every Friday, I'd just look at the fixtures and do it and pick my scorer. Whereas this is a bit more with the money, isn't it, and stuff. So oh. I haven't done it for years, this, like, so... We'll, we'll get right. you involved. There is a there is a grapple draft coming up. Uh, Carl is uh, relegated from uh, from last season. Sorry, Carl. You can still join the stream. Is it for some money, JP? This this for a bit of dollar. Can be. I'd like to say so, mate. Yeah, I reckon everyone on that grapple. You put in a tenner. I tell you, it's fucking interesting stakes. Even though. if it's a tenner, JP. Yeah, at, at the end, you know, the top four get paid out or something like that. You know what I mean? 
Yeah. We could do that. All right, we'll talk. We'll get you uh, get you involved. Yeah. So, yeah. And the Grapple Cup. And the Grapple I'm Cup. I'm not sure if we're breaking several kind of gambling laws with this kind of stuff. <laughs> so, no, the, the, Ameri- <laughs> the Americans are a bit funny about it, but then they we use things, like DraftKings. They, be. they bet on AEW pay-per-views, for Christ's sake. So I only think this is... Like, we'll write it off. It's all for charity. Gareth can work out the yeah. uh, the ins and outs of it, but there you go. Yeah. There you go. Matty joining the Grapple Fancy League. There's uh, something to look forward to. But yeah, we should probably um, talk some of the uh, actual wrestling stuff, I suppose, if we have to. I don't even know where we to start. To, got you on Matty, though. Know? We got you on a week where there's actually um, lots of wrestling to watch. You know, have you uh, you've been doing your homework, mate? Have you seen your uh, your Stardom and, uh, and King of uh, DDT that we're about to uh, to review? <laughs> Like I said before, have you seen them? No <laughs> <laughs> chance of me watching well, progress, mate. Well, I haven't got a chance of watching that either, so you know. <laughs> but, uh, well, you're the guest, I've, mate. I've, I've, what, what do you want to kick off with? We've got WWE, we've got uh, Money in the Bank, we got Against All Odds, we've got uh, you even watch some AEW, watch some Blood and Guts. Did you watch Forbidden Door, actually? That's a, that's a question. Did you uh, end up watching it? No, week? well, Ben, that's one I haven't got round to yet. So, um, you know, when I knew I was coming on, I was glad I didn't have to watch that because <laughs> I couldn't be asked with it. Are you but a mythical casual fun? Were you were you put off by like lots of um, you know Japanese wrestlers being on your screen? Was it a uh, you know did it make you turn off dynamite? Is, is is this what you are? No, you know you know with AEW, you better try and keep up with it. But this was like after you nailing the build, after everyone nailing the build, everyone did universally praise the show though, didn't he? What yeah, I've read and true. what you know. It, is it worth watching genuinely? Like, oh, yeah. would I like it or not? Itself, yeah, yeah. Uh, probably. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you'd, yeah. you'd have a good time watching it. I think enough. I think, I think the sting bit alone. I've seen that. What that? What a clip that is! That is like, mate. That is Steve, really, really good. The other I won't watch Tanahashi Moxley because I can imagine that to be a bit of a bit of a slugfest. But Jay um... <laughs> White's on there. You're a big Jay White fan. I'll be there. Like, yeah, I'll be there for him. But um. Well, you know, as you what are you calling me, Ben, the WWE correspondent of Grapple. You, That's your job. We, we've got yeah. to start off with money in the bank. Oh, and you to the choice. <laughs> <laughs> I was just about to like segue us into Blood and Guts. Go on, then. <laughs> <laughs> for you, get, get out the way early for you, boys. You know what I mean? <laughs> the IWC it? Forbidden Door, this show, isn't it? Really? <laughs> oh, the real no, one I, one. I will watch it. That clip, that was Sting again, boys. As I say, that is unbelievable. The books, though, and if you. Legends, so you, you, go, you got good taste, but I don't know. Do you want to talk to you? We made some great new stars this weekend, so yeah, you're right. That should be the uh, the lead story, mate. You know, they've uh, you know, strapped, strapped a rocket to well, some fresh new talent, mate. So, well, I've, seen, I've seen all the controversy about this and people going back and forth. And why did he get him? Why did these people just get him? <laughs> just leave it, just, you know. <laughs> all right, let's be honest. To be honest, with Liv Morgan. I don't think that they're going to push her to the standards of, you know, Charlotte, Becky, Ronda, whatever. But with Fiery, I'm not saying he's going to be this, that, and the other, but I think they're going to go a Fiery bit more like, with him. Yeah. Even just saying No, it. I'm not. No, no, no. <laughs> this, see, this way people get it twisted. No, is, no, wait, I'm just saying his name, though. Just the fact that his name is Fiery. No, no. And we've got to talk about but this me... grown-up person and call him Fiery. <laughs> <Wait>. It's fucking... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> right. Oh, is Luchasaurus better? No, I hate that, too. No, I'm with you on that, too. I'm with you on that. <laughs> All right, but listen, my point is that that's where it separates, Benno. <laughs> if you don't like who they're pushing... Fair enough. I get that totally. Mm. I fucking, you know, if you don't like them, fair play. But I think with Fury, at least he is, he is new, whether you like him or not. 
I do think it's been rumoured for ages that they're going to go. Vince loves him, doesn't he? You know, yeah. apparently you hear rumours. So I think you'll give him more of a, a chance than Liv Morgan, put it that way. I just don't see what they see in him. Like, evolved superstar, Austin, Th- again, theory. Austin Theory, like, it's just like, he couldn't be more bland and middling and like, he's like just a... Mid, mid-card heel. He feels like he's, he's like he he Sammy he Guevara with a bad moustache, you know? And as someone with a bad moustache, I can, I can attest to it, you know? It's like, he's just, he's a guy, isn't he? Yeah, he's, he's someone who, I mean, if you're viewing him on, like, what are the things they like about him, like, there is, he has the kind of look that they like. However, I don't think he's kind of, sorry to say, it sounds very shy, good looking enough to be kind of top guy. And I don't think he's got any, he hasn't got that kind of charisma. He just came across to me here and I wasn't going in there like sort of like trying to hate this. I was just like, okay, what are they seeing in him? And it's like, well, there's a smarmy, cowardly heel to it. But ultimately it's like, where's the baby face run? There really isn't one. I don't see that. But it is a thing, like, and that's, you know, but they're going to go hard on him. This is regardless why I've said, will he win the title? Completely kind of expecting it, to be honest with you. I wouldn't be surprised in the slightest. You know, will he end up having a, a big match with Cena at SummerSlam? I kind of expect that type of stuff as well. I think that that's where he is, he's going to end up. And by hook or by crook, and you know what Vince is like, he'll just absolutely push him to the point where people just by default just end up kind of accepting them to a large degree. I just don't think he'll draw like that. He doesn't have any of those like kind of intangibles you'd want of a top guy. And he's when he was in there with Bobby Lashley, I'm like, here's a bloke. You should be building up, should have been building up really Roman Reigns for slumber slam. You know, that's the direction you should have been going in there with him. And it just sort of felt like Christ above. The only like, thing I see guy- Theory as well. Like, I'm not saying I love him, Ben. You think I just love him, don't you? Because he's getting pushed. That's what, you so, you know? <laughs> <laughs> That's what you think. You know. That's what you think. No, he's, I like him. I think he's not. He's not the worst wrestler I've seen by a long stretch. He's got a long way to go. He's only young, mm-hmm. whatever. But my point is, I've lost my chain of thought. Now I was listening to you, JP, so much. Here. I've actually Sorry. lost my chain of thought. I'll come back. Thing I'll come is, back he's bang to average. Is that way you're going to conclude with him? Yeah, I think I agree, mate. It's... No, that's it. That's <laughs> it. No, he's like you know, you've got Roman, who's meant to be a heel. The fans are cheering him. You've got Seth, who's meant to be a heel. At least he's someone the people fucking hate. At least there's a heel there. You know what I mean? Give him that. Mm. You've got to give him that. So I don't know. We'll just see. That's my favorite uh, coin for you, Bell phrase. Just let it unfold. Let it you know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Over the last 20 years, you know, that's paid off, mate. So, uh, oh, yeah, no, don't start with that. <laughs> with the, the Liv Morgan thing felt, it felt kind it was weird how it happened. It felt kind of inevitable, but I don't think she's getting pushed to the moon. I don't think no. she enters into the kind of their big three stratosphere of who they have there. I'm assuming is Ronda going away for a bit? I don't know. That's what I, don't I think kind so, of took that. If you, if you listen to Meltzer, apparently mm. it's Ronda and Liv at a SummerSlam, which I couldn't, right. you know, makes sense, obviously, to get a, a you know a rematch back, but you could I'm looked. shocked at that. I just couldn't think. It's like, it's like these, you know, it's become a thing, but like baby faces cashing in the money in the bank, she couldn't have looked more pathetic. Like she came out there, mm. like Ronda puts her in, a, in an ankle lock. She's like scrambling for her life. She wins by a roll-up. And then, like, Ronda's kind of standing over her, like, giving, like, her, her, the approval with the belt and stuff. Ronda should have battered the battle. Ronda should have taken yeah, it and beat help, it up. And I then, think. yeah. 
No, but you know, it, it should. I literally thought it was gonna happen, but she should have done it like. But, but does that like as a baby face? Like that's the booking. She comes in, she gets a cheap win, and then she gets a gets her ass kicked. Like you know, <laughs> I don't know if that's like it's. Always the problem that you hit you you create the problem by having the baby face win it in this way. Not like, for example, the baby face calling their shot and saying, I want to take you on at SummerSlam or something yeah. like that, which then I think builds to it in that way. And you can get that kind of juice out of it. But then it's we've said this many, many times. It's it's the it's the obsession with moments. The, the moment has to kind of be there as well, rather but than But you know what, boys? Do you know I knew I'm not even not even going on like who's been pushed on telly or not in here. I knew she was going to win. Do you know why? Because the minute she come out for the Money in the Bank match, she was crying. She was fucking crying. And I knew she was going to win because the moment I got to it, I'm going to win this match. And I get it, but it's like... You could see that when she was with the briefcase as well. She was emotional. Then. No, I knew Robert Ben, this is it, the, the actual opening match. She, you could see she was well enough. So I knew you're winning this. I knew for a fact she'd win. And that's what JP means about the moment. It's like, just, I don't know. It's yeah. obviously... Liam asks here, who thinks Razi is a likeable baby face? Is Ronda a baby face? <laughs> I didn't even know. That's it. <laughs> she... She's meant to be. I was watching the She's show. She's a star. <laughs> but yeah, she, it's, it's so poorly defined. I mean, she should be a heel. I think she could be, it'd be great if it was, if her as a heel. I think that'd be kind That's of exactly stuff you want to build to her Bianca moment, Belair right? and then do something kind of big on that level. But, um, but Sheldon's yeah. Sheldon's like there <laughs> in the chat. Sorry, the he's proper right, mate. He's <laughs> nailed it. Yeah. But you know, Charlotte, when Charlotte's going to lose, you know she's fuming and you can tell <laughs> yeah. this is the other way around. <laughs> Good old Lottie. Uh, uh, really, she be, JP, she should be back for SummerSlam. Gutted she's not now. Is she not back for a bit? I mean, it's it's a strange place, WWE. Like when you dive into these cards on one-off occasions, and you, you you don't see certain people there, and and all the rest of it, and you're not really following it, and you just sort of see this stuff happen. It's like this is very very odd. Like watching that main yeah. event felt like that. It was like where are the stars? It was just like a bunch of blokes. Like I was just like looking around the ring when it kicked off, and you know they added like theory to the match and it was just like Riddle seems to be like getting a bit of momentum lately so like you can say it about him but like yeah Sham Riddle Ben but I'm just looking I think that the list Madcap Moss and fucking almost or almost or however you pronounce his name in there like I get a lot of entertainment out of uh, Sami Zayn and this uh, post-retirement act he's doing in WWE he's uh, he's been the highlight of the year for me when I've dipped in and out but like Sheamus you know still in the mix Drew McIntyre the you know the the child who currently plays Pete Dunne you know running in trying to uh, workers scrappy do yeah we need the workers in there don't you didn't feel like a main event I was looking at it going where's like where are the actual main eventers? Like they, they feel like they don't exist in this company when uh, when Brock and Roman skip one of their many shows but even even Orton and Edge, you know, I'm, I'm going on that drum again, but they weren't there. I know what you're saying to a degree, but, you know, Ben, it's just, you know, it's just a, they, they made it as that type of show, building up for SummerSlam, didn't they, to, for the it's, real big one? Like. This is the thing. You don't have the – you don't need to worry about pay-per-view buys as being a thing. So you can book B shows, which, you know, weirdly, in theory, I'm very much in favour of. Yeah. It's just that I don't think WWE do a good job to it. We're going to talk about what is effectively an impact B pay-per-view that 
delivers. But JP, so, this sorry to put in, mate, but this no. is where I said before it's you're saying they're in, fe- in theory, and I'm, I'm, I'm talking about him. It's the like title of the show, isn't it? <laughs> no, what, <laughs> it is, what they've it? done, JP, is right. It's it's because it's theory, people don't like him. They're trying to you they're trying to get over someone new. Well, but it's just yeah. him that he don't like. That's sort well, of that's trying, the thing. It's like that, um, that gobshite journalist, Raj, whatever his name I was having a go at him on Twitter this week because he was like, people want them to push new wrestlers, and then they do, and people are still angry. It's like, you know, I don't I don't really care that much about WWE, but like, surely, like, you just insert the word good. People people want them to push new wrestlers. People want them to push good new wrestlers, and then they pushed Austin Theory. Yeah. It's perfectly, I think, acceptable to be like, oh, you want new faces, but you're actually, you know, when it, when it comes to it, it's Austin Theory. That's not necessarily, like, the the answer people are after. But, like, I was going to ask you this, Matty, is, uh, is Montez Ford the uh, the new uh, superstar that uh, in waiting that everyone's talking about, you know? A lot of uh, well, rumour that they want to break him off, making the singles and stuff. He had, that, uh, he had to start in in that uh, Street Proper Tussos match. Mm-hmm. I did enjoy that, watching that, that back five I saw it. Oh, I mean, our group are chat, we going... Uh, you're saying you're a big fan of that one. I uh, I did enjoy that. Oh, unbelievable. And Beno, he, he had a match with Roman. He tested the water about six months ago on SmackDown and mm-hmm. he held his own against Roman. I've, he's got it all, really, for me. He's got the charisma, the mic skills. He, you know, presents himself great, and he, he's a good, he's a good in there, isn't he? You know, he's mm. what you need a modern wrestler like. You know what I mean? He can, he can get by in the ring and just Paul Dawkins, though, isn't he? <laughs> if they do split up, it's like, yeah, yeah. You know, that's the one. And you know, he's he, for himself. I think he's good as well. But you do worry if they're going with the. Uh, with Tez, like, don't you? Oh, he's got he, the quick heel run, quick, like, you know, or he's gonna, he's gonna be like, when they made the, the split up men on a mission and Mabel got the heel run, Mo just disappeared, didn't exist anymore. It's gonna be like that, you know, he's gonna you be know like, what? not even gonna be Marty Genetti, like, it's just, wouldn't you like to see just like, you know, for a change, like, I know they're not gonna do this, just them part ways, like, kind of like what the APA did, just yeah. like, you go, you shake Your hands, hands you go on like... your own, you know what I mean? You go and like, be a star, I'll be on my own. Wrestling can't do that though, can it? It's like, even if it like, from a storytelling point of view, if this like constantly happened in a film or a TV series, you'd be like, this would be a terrible TV series. But in wrestling, it's like, yeah, but we could make some money if we just make them turn on each other and tell that story again. So let's just do it again. Like you're never getting that, are you? Yeah, you're never going to get it where they're like, I mean, we don't even get an idea where they separate peacefully and then one of them just attacks the other one out of the blue. We don't even really get that, do we? It is always sort of built on the heel turn, but Montez Ford as a single star is something that's been touted for a re- really long time. I also think as well they like the power couple dynamic, and him and Bianca oh, Belair is that fits exactly into what they want when they want people sending them to red carpet stuff. That that's who you would tr- that's who you would try and send out there, and I'm you know, and he he's new and fresh in the single scene, and and that match like I didn't expect to like it. And it was like a very, really good sort of classical, uh, sort of sort of old school wrestling match, as much as anything else. With some really great near falls towards the end. I went four stars on it. I had a hell of a lot of fun. It was like by far and away the best thing on this show. And he, oh, he stood out as yeah. the best thing in the match as well. Like, oh, he did. Like the spots, like the dive over, like the corner and stuff like that. He, like, yeah, I was watching it. Having seen kind of like the news stories about oh you know he might be the next like pushed act in WWE and you know they they like him and stuff but having like seen it it was like yep yeah, I can see it 
I can see what where they want. Like you got like yeah. Matt McAfee on, you know, on it, and comments you going on about him putting on fifteen pounds of muscle. It's like, yep, Vince is definitely in his ear. Um, it's yeah. just it felt it feels getting that hunt, mate. Getting that hunt. Does, he always does stand out. He always like even style in the ring. He stands out. He's just that. Then frog splashes where he bounces, and he just he's got something to him. That definitely mm. different. He's really like I'm. A, I'm a big fan. There's one of Will admit I'm a fan of, Ben. I don't know you're a big fan of this match, right? You watch Give It on Grapple? I think I went four on it, you know, Ben. Yeah, I think I went four on it. And just, as JP said, the Neil Falls at the end. I know, you know, sometimes even AEW can do it. Like, it's a forced epic. But it wasn't. It was like genuinely the Neil Falls were great and the fans were reacting all the time to it. It was great stuff, really. Do you shows, you know, reliable as, as Ennett and Auntie? Yeah. Oh, yeah. As a okay. team, like. Love to see them outside the WWE. I know that's like a token. You'll think that's yeah. a token me thing to say, or like not. Oh. But no, wouldn't you like to see it though? See what they can do, like in like a more like free flowing kind of environment, you know, on the on like their own two feet. But like FDR, you know, seeing them do stuff yeah. now and uh, and rise to to what they always should have been. Yeah, but can you get any higher than like multi-time WWE tag team champions? Then <laughs> you can, can you? So let's be honest, mate. Can have better matches. Who's asked like, about? Who cares? Who's asked about? Insert letters belts, you know what I mean? Like, oh, let's be honest, yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. You don't want to see the matches, mate? Don't want to see them in the books? Oh, no, that, no, that's one I would. Them in the books, yeah. like, as you say, in that envi- in a one-off environment and just, like, give them half an hour would be something special. Like, of course it would. Of course. Have that. I'm not going to deny that. I'm and you still it. have big singles runs with them. Like, they, they only really scratched the surface. Well, Jay had his go, didn't he, JP, when Jimmy was out, yeah? Jay yeah. had a go with Roman. And I, and I thought that was quite good. Dramatic matches, but I liked them. Bit of acting involved in them. Like, yeah, but, um, it was a lot of that. It was pandemic either as well, so we, we let them off. But it, it created the, the character we say, see now in Roman, don't we? You know, the head of the table and all that. So but what are we saying then, boy? Are we actually saying it's going to be theory? The Montez Ford in the main events of WrestleMania in two years. Or no, no it's going to be a three-way with uh, Clark Gable Stevenson. Um, all yeah. three of them are going to uh, go at it. What are you talking about? It'll be Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar. Like, <laughs> that's, that's, what what it, that's what it'll be. What is Great it? stuff. Wasn't there a, like, to be fair, will I be in Chrome? Wasn't there a, like, a, a, a video on this show where people were thinking it was uh, Gable Stevenson? Like, our, uh, oh, Ben, oh, it's Edge, mate. It's Edge. Was it, aren't there, like, like, gold medals in the video and stuff people were talking about? Was this one? Yeah, this it's, one? It's, it's Kurt Angle's gold medal. They had right. a Latino heat license plate. Uh, they had crosses from when he was in the brood. See, this is they what had, you have Matty. There you go. They had Jeff Hardy's, like, tassily arm. So it's all Edge's career. Uh, it's going to be Edge, isn't it? Oh, okay. Yeah, so, people will go with uh, thinking it was Game Steve. So he's still not happening then, so we agree on that now, finally. He's, uh, he's oh, no. No, 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 no. Run, I'm not throwing the yeah. towel in on that one yet. <laughs> <laughs> Although it's looking more likely your scenario. Like He's going to fuck off, mate. He's not arsed. <laughs> Logan Paul will be WWE champion before Game Steve. So I bet, I'd bet you on that. Based on, to be fair, I'm, I'm sad. I actually oh. think that's a good sign. Like me and JP were talking about it on the weekend show. I know, it's like, great. He was great at WrestleMania. He made, you know, JP kept saying it, made Dominic Mysterio look fucking like, like this bloke's been training for four years and like he just turns up and's better. Like, you know what? I'd pay that. If you're WWE and you want to like, you know, break into the mainstream and not be wrestling and be that type of company. Yeah, you should sign a guy like that because he's he, a natural people, heel. People he's over. He's, he's going to be full time. He's also he's, he's not, not he's not going to be full time. No. 
You'd it's going to just be like, do your big shows. I've seen people saying, like, are they really signings? Before? No chances. No. There's no chance of that. Six times a year it's... max he'll wrestle. And exactly. I'd be shocked if he got anywhere close to that. But the other thing as well is he's got size and he's in good shape. And that kind of, like, when you had Bad Bunny for all the, the best will in the world, that's something he doesn't have. Or, you know, maybe he's bulked up for that bullet train film he's doing with Brad Pitt. I don't know. But... Ultimately, Logan Paul has the kind of look as well that they like. Then putting the belt on him, like, like really, for me, the SmackDown and Raw titles. Now, you win the IC, JP, or the US. I could see him world. doing that. You don't yeah, bring he'll you. He'll do sort of tag team It's probably on the realms of possibility, is it? No. Logan Paul versus Theory at WrestleMania. In yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, Cody, mate, we're missing the big ingredients here. Oh, he was the. Oh, he was the big ingredient. Cody. Place. Cody with a woman, we better. <laughs> I was they had a package with him, didn't they? Well, I was thinking, like, with his injury and stuff, I thought they'd still keep him on TV, like, with having Cena, like, that show last week. I feel like that's a given, like, a Cena mm. and Cody stare down angle. I was shocked that didn't happen. I guess he's, you know, he did have the surgery very recently, didn't he? So I suppose he's just going to be out of sight, out of mind, isn't he, until, like, the rumble. Well, Benno, Benno, didn't you see the video on the pay per view? No, no, I didn't. Yeah, he had like a uh, Cody had a proper video on the pay per view talking. Yeah, oh, okay. in his rehab and stuff. Oh, going yeah, yeah. Oh, so they keep they keeping him around and keeping him. Like, they're keeping uh, him on telly. Oh. They keep yeah. That, you've got to, I think, Ben. Yeah, you've got to. He'll make an appearance before he officially comes back. I think he will. You know, he's Cody. Company, he's not, he's not going to nod, is he? Let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> God help himself. Do, do you like my comparison to him, him and John? Though he is like he's twenty twenty two John Cena. Like I just get that vibe from Cody. <laughs> You've always said this is coming, haven't you? <laughs> it's what it's what I think. That's what they see in him. That's what Vince McMahon sees in him. It's like everyone was shocked that like they gave Cody this big push out the out the gate. That's exactly what it is. Vince has just like been a bit senile one day, and he thinks Cena's back. Like that's like that's the explanation for me. <laughs> I don't know if this crowd will turn on Cody yet. I think a smart crowd, a smarter crowd, like an AEW crowd, like are going to, you probably, this just feels all, I'm at age of saying smart crowd, AEW, I'm not fucking having this bullshit. But it, it, <laughs> well, I it, think they won't keep it, you know. I think, I think, I don't They'll know. reject what is seen as a prototypical baby face a lot yeah, quicker than what a WWE that. crowd will, will do. Yeah, Simon's got it right there, sorry, as well. Logan Paul as a baby face. Against the Miz, yeah. Against anyone else, no. No chance. He's got to be a heel. Apparently he wants to be. That's the thing, though. Like, the reason they turned him and did that angle with Miz at Mania was literally that he wants to be a face. Like, you'd think he'd see the money in continuing to be, like, a heel. Like, like Liam said, oh. you could even, like, put him up against a load of celebrity challenges, you know, do a thriller-type thing. Do some slap fights, you know? This could be a... Put him against Bad Boy. Right. Like, just go full board with it. If you're going to be WWE, be the most WWE you can be. Like, I actually don't hate that. Well, I hate to say it, it did work in the mid-'90s when they got DDP and Carl Malone versus Hulk Hogan and Dennis Rodman. Like, if you're doing extensions of that type of stuff, there is a place for it. Do I always like it? No. However, I do find myself sometimes when you watch a lot of the celebrity matches, you do let your guard down and you allow yourself to be sort of pleasantly surprised, yeah. don't you, with so much of it. The ultimate example for me was Big Show Floyd Mayweather, which I was just fully prepared to hate. And then I come out going, that was that might be the best fight, or the best thing I've ever seen Floyd Mayweather in, and it could still be to this day. Um, but it, but it is like that, like there is a place for it, 
and it but it has to you have to do it at a summer slam if you're doing all of the big four pay-per-views in stadiums that's really where you want your logan paul where you're going to be doing we want him doing that kind of national press stuff as well and if you've got him on board underneath that banner and He's going to be plugging WWE to lots of social media followers and the rest of it. It's that engagement, isn't it? That's what they're looking for. And that's what he does offer. Whether or not we hate him, you know, we're not part of that that demographic of people who he, who will hate follow him regardless. JP. But he, he has a name. That's the same with uh, McAfee as well. He gets wheeled out for the big events, doesn't he? Because they know, like, that following, you know, we're on his show, him and Happy Corbin, isn't it? SummerSlam. So it's, He's like the fourth. it's that type of vibe with him. What? He's like the fourth not man at this point, Logan Paul, when uh, went over the road from the MGN Grand, didn't he, with the uh, with the McMahon family, Vince, Steph. Oh, McAfee, you mean? Yeah, McAfee. McAfee when uh, sat yeah. there in, uh, in UFC in the crowd over the, the road. UFC. Uh, T-Mobile, you know? You like that and little, little there from Vegas over the roads. I know where it is. Um, anyway, carry on. We didn't mention Bellaway, and I did want to bring up, I don't know if you saw that Israel Adesanya's Undertaker entrance at oh, UFC yes, 276. Full on. Everything about it. Fucking awesome. I mean, Adesanya is the only person who kind of gets that these days, like gets the idea of the pageantry and the entrance. But there, yeah, that was fucking awesome, even if the fight itself was kind of drab. Was that photo of Jim Ross and Tony Khan from the same UFC show? No, no, no. That's the Jacksonville one. I was going to tell you that. It was the other week. It was at a bluffer show. This was at a proper one. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's why, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was at another pay-per-view. It was just one that was in Jacksonville. <laughs> yeah, just a little local one, that then. Local oh, one. I, I do love, like, all, like, the freeze, freeze frames of the pictures I've seen of, like, you know, and if you were Stephanie McMahon, I'm not sure you'd... It is your dad, like, but you really want to be pictured with Vince McMahon in public now. The PR continues, whatever. They're all sat there, all serious in suits, and Pat McAfee's, like, knocking a shot back or something like that set next to him. Like, he's got a life He was shelling the attack. Wasn't he oh, off Corbin? He put yeah. the brace on. After, he got attacked after the show, and he couldn't put the brace. Proper worker, Ben. Proper I do stuff. like Pat McAfee. Didn't say it was lo- He's great. What, weren't they saying it was long-term storytelling because they were both for the Indianapolis Colts together, weren't they? Oh, is that what it is? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Like he goes back that far, something along those lines. Uh, Liam R said, did he sleepwalk during the Undertaker entrance or during the finals? I suspect both, actually. <laughs> no, he seemed to be more more on it for that one, but it was, yeah. This, very... this your neck of the woods uh, UFC, Ben, though? No. <laughs> <laughs> used to be like there was a period in time, yeah, but like that's a, it's not a name even I know at this point, yeah. Meltzer isn't isn't Paddy the Baddy and yeah. meat, Molly Meatball um, fighting soon? Is it Meatball Molly? I forget. Oh, yeah. But yeah They're I'm... fighting on the London card, aren't they, at the end of this month? Oh, are they? I think so, yeah. There's another one. We've gone all Meltzer and gone complete. I've decided to take over and talk about UFC. I, I'll shut up. There was definitely periods where I was super into like UFC, UFC. Like when Brock went over and there were those big fights. Like I was one of those many wrestling fans, like buying those uh, shows or watching them on BT Sports or whatever. And then there was like, you know, the, the little periods of Ultimate Fighter that was exciting. But yeah, even like Meltzer doesn't go on about it anymore. You don't get 40 minutes of Wrestling Observer Radio that you have to look for the timestamps on or skip over or. Forget to forget to skip over and just by inertia just take all this information in and know who all these people are. It's not even like that anymore. It's like even though all the uh, wrestling journals have uh, given up the pretense that wrestling and UFC are the same. Yeah, thing. I never, I never ever like got sucked in. The only time I maybe did was when John Jones JP was like really yeah. the man, and I, I watched a couple of his fights the next day off BT. But that's really like not even the only... Brock. 
No, JV, no, I wasn't interested. Yeah. Because yeah. Brock Carwin, I would always say, was like, that was like the kind of Brock fight because he gets the shit being at him in the first round. What's the one, JP? Yeah, actually, I might have done, was it his first one where he literally dove at him from the belt and got knocked out? Is that that one? I ends up tapping out. I want to say, out. But he, I don't he know, really, is he like, or is it yeah. Frank Mir? One of the two. Right. So there you go. Yeah, there's your WWE Money in the Bank review. Um... Oh, that it? <laughs> 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 well, cross over, Ariel Halwani did a B, did a thing on BT Sport. I saw it on the app. Uh, oh, Ben, JP, I love him. He always does the proper uh, WWE interviews now. He, he has a good yeah. few shows now. Have you seen some of them? I've I've seen a few of them. It feels a bit weird because he still feels like he's not going to ask critical things that he would do if he was asking it of UFC. That's yeah, my fundamental issue. Some, it feels like he's playing Ariel Helwani, yeah. the character, the journalist right. who's a character, rather than Ariel Helwani, who is a journalist, which right. is what I'd expect if he's doing MMA. It's right. not quite like his sit-down interviews with Punk, is it? You know, It's not really like that. It's more like I want to get inside the mind of a wrestler without ever asking really like hard questions. I've watched a few of them and I've enjoyed most of them. Like, I get the app for free as part of my mobile phone contract, so yeah, fine. <laughs> it's not like enough. Raw and SmackDown, mate, and I still ignore those. <laughs> well, you probably thought UFC than cricket. I promise there won't be any uh, yes. cricket up. Been enough of that on the Twitter timeline today. Yeah, but Fucking it also will is... be if tomorrow goes to plan. But I'll leave that alone. <laughs> Before we move on, do you have any uh, else on uh, money in the back, Matty? What any other highlights or any other things you want to uh, reference? No, I, I did really like Lashley and Fairy boys. I went three and a half on that. I thought the fans were mega into Lashley. I mean, and to be fair to him. He's been one of the consistent ones since the pandemic, Lashley. He protected them. He's delivered every time. He's, you know, he's getting a... And he's never really been over as a face. The time when he come back and it didn't work. This is the time now where he's proper over. He's finally got over. And I hope, well, obviously he's the US now, but as JP said before, I'd like to, would like to see him against Roman in a big match, to be honest. Yeah. But the, as for the... Um, Ladder matches, the women's match. I mean, oh, you know, he was that's like horrible. There was a lot of let's just say, what cock ups, fuck ups. What are we saying? Yeah, it was just like, but that tell you one thing that shot that shot he sent on to the back of the head was oh. it? I mean, that was absolutely grim. That honestly, I shouldn't be laughing, but it was like, Ugly. what the hell was that? That was horrible. Yeah, and she she'd had the spot earlier, wasn't it, where she tried to sort of yeah she tried uh, to do something with Alexa Bliss. I just, I thought it was badly laid out. I, like yeah, I think it's... I wonder if agents have to take responsibility because it's kind of like they try to set up loads of quite convoluted spots, including a weird one at the beginning where Raquel Gonzalez has I don't know is it Shotzi lying flat at one end, Alexa she's Bliss on the other. It, she? Yeah. She, but she yeah. tries to lift it up, but she stood in the middle of the ladder, so she's like she can't lift yeah. it through herself, so she just sort of drops it. Yeah. And it and it looks silly, and I think they put a lot of pressure on her because it's like, well, she's the kind of big like kind of powerhouse in the match, therefore we yeah. need to have her as the base. And it's like there's no experience level. I just yeah. thought like, like they're putting them like you're putting a lot of them in a position to kind of fail. And like the best stuff was probably at the very start. We had Asker and Becky Lynch, but felt like kind of uh, a waste of them really no, in there. 
I wrote a couple of things down. I think Asker and Lacey Evans had a good spot. Basically, Asker, JP, yeah, as, as yeah. you know, they had a couple of good spots. And even was it Raquel and Asker on the outside trying to tease the thing? They had a couple of good spots. Oh, was yeah. Asker really, you know, holding the match together? But even the Becky Lynch leg drop off the top, that missed completely, didn't yeah. it? And like proper crushed Asker. And I don't know. It was just, I just say, it was just one of them nights, though, boys. It was just. just an off night, what you know, it happens, doesn't it? Let's be honest. In in their mind, they'll look at it as Liv Morgan get, got a massive pop when she yeah, came, and she it. clearly has yeah. what I would imagine is the same part of the fan base that was I don't know, I might be being really out of order here, but sort of feels like the Alexa Bliss part of the audience where she's I wonder like, why that of, is JP. Yeah. It's like a de facto kind of mascot vibe, it's probably the most polite way I'll say about it. But like you know, where they they want to see her win, but She's never going to be like, like we said earlier, the kind of pushed act in that division. To her to get the title, it's like I kind of expect most of that women's division to get the title at some point or another. Do you think Ronda will win it back there at SummerSlam? Do you think it's just a month rain? I could see them doing it. I wonder if you go heel then on her as well and make something really out of it then at that point. Try and get some value out of it. I just can't see a world where Ronda Rousey puts over Liv Morgan clean. Do you know what I mean? That's it just what I mean. seems it's weird. Not it's, it's not happening. Wrestling's real. Like, that's the problem with it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you know, she's yeah. got the feud with the fans and, yeah. She's, uh, oh, she loves that, doesn't she? <laughs> like, she's not been clued in that, uh, that this whole thing's away. You know? There's marks and then there's, uh, there's Ronda Rousey. But, Fucking yeah. 70s, isn't it? <laughs> there you go. But yeah, like I say, I enjoyed the Usos tag, but other than that, I uh, thought it was a bit of a bit of a throwaway show. Yeah. But there you go, Matty doing the be first up on a on a spotlight, mate. So yeah. We're in the uh, you can we're, tell I'm on. we're in the upside down, <laughs> yeah. aren't we? Should we continue on the upside down and talk some uh, impact next? We can do the AW stuff uh, in a bit. Yeah. Uh, we always leave with AW. Let's uh, let's do uh, let's do some impact and uh, talk some uh, against all odds. <laughs> tell you what, lads, I had a fucking another great time again today watching this show. I think impact yeah. Deserve this placement on the show, and you know if you want to get to the AW stuff, there are there are timestamps. You know I do spend time doing them, so do they? But uh, like we we did like uh, uh, I think it was the the show before um, Forbidden Door where like we spent like an hour and a half talking the state of AEW and then another half hour going on about like New Japan and Forbidden Door and then it got to like the two two hour 20 minute point and we were like by the way Impact on the show last night it was really good uh, like you know I felt like they deserved you know more uh, front page kind mm. of uh, coverage from us so you know they deserve an early one because again like how many of these like little Impact we call them B shows are they gonna do where every time we come on this podcast JP me and you go you know what that was really mm. good like I thought they had another really fun show you know there were you know there were not every match was great but like you know they had a potential you know for impact at least match of the year contender in there you know some good feuds kind of were built up and you know we had a couple of good payoffs to some you know good work they've uh, been doing on the tv in the last while got a rare motor city machine guns uh, appearance in there as well it was yeah, it was just all in all like a, a fun time, you know, on, on Grapple. I've, uh, you know, gone above the other uh, Magic 3 and after 3.75 point, you know, four times, I think, on on this uh, particular show. Would have gone quite a bit mm. lower as well uh, on a couple of the matches there that I've uh, I've chosen charitably not to rate. So you do still need to pick and choose when it comes to impact. But yeah. Yeah, I thought this was another fun one, JP. Absolutely. Now, this is, for long-term 
Impact slash TNA um, aficionados. The idea of TNA, uh, TNA, I'm going back into it again. When they go on a run, you've got to be slightly worried because when it when it goes when it goes badly wrong for them, they normally balls it up. Like they get to a big pay per view. This would always happen. They'd have a run of good pay per view. You think they're getting it back on, and they go, nope, all terrible booking choices, and the whole thing goes to shit, and they sort of lose momentum. You don't get this vibe with them. It feels like, and it's the thing that we've spoken about quite a lot, which is the actual quality of the show. They've managed to get some really good pickups. They've like using Speedball Mike Bailey when for us in you know in the UK we've seen him loads over here. Matty, you've seen him a bunch yeah. of times as yeah. well, and we're kind of spoiled on this. But here he's getting to work against someone who I. Again, I'll always bang the drum for Trey Miguel. I think he's yep. the kind of guy, if you're wanting to go with like a kind of next young kind of baby face, like he's someone to go for. I want to see him in that in that kind of heavyweight title mix, to be honest with you. I want to see him building towards him and Josh Alexander. That's something they should be thinking about doing. Like they have, you know, like they have these components and they have these like kind of really very good talented wrestlers. They've got a women's division, which there isn't the greatest wrestlers in there. However, they're doing kind of more interesting things than, than what AEW are doing kind of a lot of the time that they are telling stories. Half the card is made up of women's matches. Yeah. You don't see that from like kind of, you're not going to see that from WWE. Well, you might have a chance to see it from WWE. You won't see it from AEW. So, and nothing is awful. Like the idea of, oh, but this is like bad. There's stuff in it. You might go, it's not great. But I'd never found myself hating anything on this. Like, even stuff that I was kind of prepared to go, it's not going to be very good. I thought, well, do you know what? I've seen a lot worse. I thought it was, you know, something like, I don't know, um, what was the tie of Valkyrie and... Rosemary. Uh, Rosemary versus... The uh, influence, was it? Yeah, with Gazelle Shaw and Dashwood because yeah. Madison Reigns injured. That's perfectly fine tag match that tells a story that they're going to be carrying on with for TV over the next few weeks. When Scott Demore has the reins and he's kind of in that groove, he ends up running a really good tidy promotion. The issue is going to be that a lot of the times it doesn't get the kind of critical buzz that will start to turn a lot of heads like, no, you need to see this because they've got this amazing feud or this phenomenal match that's kind of like five stars they never they'll never they won't reach those levels aw and wwe can do that they have that kind of potential but impact don't that's what they are doing is well, very slow steady growth overall. yeah that's because of the crowds mate as well that may yeah. add to the matches they need to and to be honest though what are they getting do you know jp what 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 kind because to me they seem like they're getting a few more each show yeah if you, they're a bit more vocal a bit more into it so that, that's a good thing as well isn't it it's yeah it's it's kind of like they get like i imagine at that one it was probably about i don't know 600 or so right like center stage isn't a big place but i mean ultimately it's a television product uh yeah. for for as it is but as like a development place for sort of young talent, you'd say it's a great place to go to before you go anywhere in the major because it feels like you'll get booked, you'll get given a bit of a chance and a bit of exposure. And it's, yeah, I watched this. I know we haven't really, I've been yammering on about it, but this was, again, just another fun show that was generally a breeze to watch. And I even got convinced that I might watch The Green Ghost 
when uh, I've seen the extended trailer for it. Oh, yeah. Must be getting a few quid for that. Oh, definitely. <laughs> what, what is it? Is it like a spoof si- um, superhero film? No idea. Mental. Like- I feel like I should know with how much I was hammered over the head with it, but I was going to say, like, on your point there about, like, the the attendance, though, like, I find, like, it's it's kind of, it was weird watching it because it was, like, it was during the, the speedball match, which I'm going to rave about, don't worry, um, in a minute, but I was watching it going, God, why does he work so well, well in Impact? And I'm like, don't get me wrong, I think speedball would work really well in, like, AW or a bigger company. But, like, is it really that much of a, like, he, speedball probably works indies that draw better than Impact. And it's like, yeah, you know, yeah. we talk about the history of TNA and, and what they were to what they are now. It's kind of wild that it's like, it's seen as like this, you know, third or fourth, you know, run company, like as far as like American wrestling goes, but it's still important because they've got like this TV deal and, you know, we're all aware of them and we see it as a national product. But then really the wrestlers are out there working in front of fans that they would work on an indie show like that's kind of the level they are now isn't it uh, it's kind of strange dynamic that like say on the one hand it's this mainstream tv product on the other hand like yeah it's basically uh, your local indie a canadian indie as well it is isn't it really yeah. for all intents and purposes for it i mean the thing i'm intrigued the thing i'm hoping for because i I'm brought this up on one of the daily updates is there's all these little hints for them in mlw where things have kind of crossed over and they've done stuff for each other but they're also running the same places at the same time and that for me i'm like i think i was like kind of off in a world of hypothetical kind of feuds between the two um but it's it it is that's kind of the level that both of those companies are at and they probably could do stuff to kind of help each other if they're kind of if you're if you do it properly, but we see with a lot of interpromotional stuff that internal politics gets into the mix. But I don't know, maybe it's just me. It just seems to me that Impact is very clear-headed at the moment. It's very, it's got its champion, and they're very set in that choice, and it's exactly the right person to go along with because they're they're it's still rebuilding. They lost so much goodwill over the years. Like it's really like kind of astonishing to think they were doing like ratings that AEW would fucking kill for on Spike TV back in the day. And they ballsed it up. Not only do they not really convert it into pay-per-view numbers, but they 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 managed to turn off large swathes of their fan base at various times and then got themselves kicked off Spike. So it's like it's a long road back, but they're making progress. I, th- I mean, I'd say they're never me. I mean, I, this is where I'd agree with Gareth. Like, that is. Yeah. You, you, you tell them. That's that their level. Then. That's a different company. Like that is actually Gareth right there because yeah. this is yeah you know I Probably, don't think, yeah. think what I like about present day impact is there is no pretense they don't expect to ever get to that level they're not the other th- they don't seem embarrassed about who they are either you know the fact that the rest yeah. of them you know in front of indie level crowds like that's fine the fact that they were TNA and TNA did some embarrassing things we saw at Slammiversary last week they'll embrace that even they know who yeah. they are. They were they were happy to be like the beta in the AEW situation. They're happy to take New Japan's cast-offs. They're happy to get what they can get and to be what they can be with like 
a humility that I don't think Impact had as a company, you know, over the over the you know the post TNA years, because it was always like, oh, we'll get back there. Oh, the next deal will come. Like that's gone. Like it, at this point, it's like, no, this is the level we're at. We're probably never going to be much bigger than this. It's going to be, as mm. you say, JP, an uphill battle to win back people's trust. And then even then, you know, what are they really ever realistically going to do on the network they're on and with you know the the clearance levels that they've kind of got? They're probably never again going to be bigger than this. But they seem yeah. quite happy to be like, yeah, like a rel. It seems like they must be turning some kind of minor profit or at least breaking even. And yeah, the company needs to be happy with like their lot in life at this point. They get to exist at a time when it's been threatened so many times. But at this point, it feels like they're kind of doing it on merit. Like it'd be very, it could be easy for people within wrestling to take a company like this and go, well, they, all they want is content for access TV and whatever international partners. So we'll just kind of make it and not try. But they do try and they do push interesting people. And like you can see them rebuilding divisions and how they do it and how well they manage to kind of work around it as well. But yeah, it's, you know, this is a, this for me, what a, what a cracking little, this is what a B pay per view should kind of be. And I don't mean B pay per view in any kind of bad way, but it's, you know, it, it's, it's about like establishing people and establishing champions. That's what it kind of felt like. Like they changed a lot of the belts to Slammiversary. Here is about establishing them. And I think, yeah, did a did a pretty good job all round. Sorry, before we get into the show, sorry, it's Carl Wright here. <laughs> is it yeah. Green Ghost? There's a big there's a big bloke who I think delivers a clothesline. I did wonder who that was, but Bobby Lashley been and it wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, Treo's in it. He makes a machete joke in the trailer, isn't it? The extended trailer. Oh. I thought it was going to be a terrible horror film, but no. Still dining off that, isn't he? One of the great character actors of our time, though, there, Danny Treo. But he should be living off heat, mate. He's awesome in that. He's in Harold and Kumar's it? Christmas as well. He's legend in that. <laughs> <laughs> That's Joe's favourite Christmas film. Is it? Is you it? Know that, mate. it is. Harold and Kumar's is it 3D? Yes. Yeah. yeah. He still maintains that's the that's the greatest uh greatest film in there. But that's the next film club sorted as well. Green Ghost. There you go. <laughs> yeah. JP, do you reckon though, if like something happened to the impact, like you know, I'm not tempting fate here, like if it got wiped out, do you reckon cockroaches and rosemary would be the only two people standing? She's been there some the years, mate, hasn't she? If if we did like a, a, a six month in review of Impact, like we're going to be doing with AEW, where you know Garrett's noting down like the turnover of wrestlers and things like that, uh, like Impact's like all these people left, all these people came in, all this turnover happened. She, Rosemary was still there, you know that, yes. that'd be the impact. Legend, is this? legend. <laughs> she's all right. She's yeah. just a state of that division. She's over. Do you like her? And she doesn't go. She doesn't really seem to appear anywhere else so it no. feels like she's always been theirs like one of their originals yeah like james storm who uh, i thought oh, put in a cracking top, top effort fella. as well top fella 
Oh, I really enjoyed like seeing uh seeing the two in America's most wanted kind of make an entrance together and it was almost it was almost like Chris Harris had to kind of be encouraged by the other lads. Like I, it felt like at one point like um Carl Anderson and Doc Gallows were showing him where the hard cam was. Like I don't know if like yeah. he's been wrestling recently or what, but like he no, looked proper then, overall. Got the check this out. Yeah, I, I like that because I think it was a confidence thing or he hadn't done it for that long. I love that. They helped him out and you could tell he was like, you know. Relieve when it was over, and you know, so I, I, I like that. But I can't believe I'm definitely going back to watch the because the commentary What's was that? saying that about him, like that. That, um, sorry, got a slight delay, but the commentary was saying that, like, um, they, they've although they've done appearances in Impact, like they haven't wrestled as a tag team in like 30 no, years or something like that. That shocks me, they've never gone back to that. Well, how is this the first half? He hasn't wrestled in four years, 2018 for the American. Uh, what is it for the ASWA? Whoever that they, they are, the was it the American States Wrestling Alliance, and then he was in the NWF Extremes Bombshells of Wrestling. What the fuck is he doing there? <laughs> you need to watch that one, JP. Mate, he was teaming. He was he was teaming with the Mask Grappler in a losing effort to Greg Valentine and Slim Trimmons. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? Who is Slim Trimmons? I don't know. I know. It's <laughs> a great name. I don't know. I don't know. Do you know what's really mad about it? Is you can't click on his name. Slim Trimmons. <laughs> oh, he's a one-off. Oh, no cage match. I'll have a search for it now. <laughs> Let's oh. see what he looks like. <laughs> Mr. Fitness. Oh, yep. He's, um, what is he? He's Twinkie Power. So he's got wow. very much like a sort of Twinkie gimmick. Nice. Mr. Fitness. Can I just answer Liam Nadeno in the chat? Oh, go on. Um... No, the song's better, and it'll always be better. It's one of the best of all time. <laughs> as long as it's not, he put, Phil, yeah. he put Phil Collins as one because the Mariah Carey and <laughs> Westlife version, mate. <laughs> Even Steve Brookstein's version was better than that. Fucking hell. <laughs> mate, I was thinking about that. I was thinking about Against All Odds by Phil Collins. What like, a tune, Dave, Matt, Take a look at me now. <laughs> what it's a awesome. tune. Look, I, there's many things wrong with Phil Collins. He could belt out a fucking tune, though, couldn't he? Oh, yeah. That, that, them here, like, As an actor, I wasn't a bust. Oh, I need to watch that back. I'm dying to watch it, JB. <laughs> I've seen that in a long, long time. <laughs> long, long time. Oh. Can't beat a bit of Phil. Did he divorce his wife by fax? Again, it feels like a conversation we've had on here before or something. Is that with the um that urban myth? Was that the face value album? Because that obviously is about his his wife, isn't it? But is that around that time? It might well have been, yeah. I guess the court and you're like Oh yeah, the, she he wrote an album about yeah. it. <laughs> me off. <laughs> Hard to deny on the stand, isn't it? <laughs> but so yeah, against all odds, I don't feel like I haven't gone into any of the show yeah. for it. You guys for start this. your highlights. What are you I'm, just, off I'm just gonna restart my internet, my internet's being a bit funny, so I'm uh, I'm a bit behind you. You do that and I'll catch up with you in a sec. Oh uh, well Well, uh, what would you like to go into first? I'm assuming there's one place really. Would you say Mike Bailey, Trey Miguel for the X Division title? Well, well, there's, there's two matches joined for me, JP, but we'll start with that because that's the universally loved one anyway. Well, you know? I don't know. If you want to start with the other one, mate, I'd be happy to because I went four, four stars on the other one. If you think, if we if we think about the same match. With Scott Levy on commentary. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, almost. I was at old uh, Scotty IQ there. Yes, fucking great. I loved it. I loved it. This, this was now. I enjoyed the Slammiversary, mate. Yes, so did I. Feud they've been going on for for a while. Moose is one of their top guys. He's probably having within the last year to eighteen months the sort of best work of his career. Oh yeah. I know people, you know, in terms of, you know, they, uh, Moose and Sammy Callahan, I know that it doesn't necessarily go too far. I know that you've always enjoyed Sammy Callahan's work. You've always been like a, a kind of fan of him, of, of him in here. This was wonderfully bonkers and it escalated. Yeah. Well, it yeah. started off hot just with Moose going out there and twatting him with the chairs. The backdrop through the table early on. Oh, <laughs> that was great. Like some of the bumps they were taking, I mean, doing dueling kind of door shots to the head. You don't see that, do you? To the you don't see head. that because even yep. Sammy put his hand up for the second one, and I was shocked because the first one must have like, oh, I remember taking these properly. The, the, the hands come up for the second one. It yeah, it, it, it's it, it, I, I absolutely I don't know about you. I went four stars on this. I didn't have the expectation. I thought actually Raven on commentary was quite shit. It was yeah, kind of he just, funny. He was to have trying him on to be that like clever clogs as well, where he, but you know, he knows a few so. big words and he tells yeah. everyone he's got an IQ of 150 odd or whatever it is. It's just an absolute bullshit merchant. It's like, if that's the case, why wasn't he a fucking Wall Street trader then, if he was so yeah. clever? Why is he fucking pissing around Trenton, New Jersey in the back of a van with some lads? Like, you know, <laughs> seriously. Like, if he's that clever. But yeah. just in terms of this match, like, I. I don't know, like, I thought that when it introduced the Lego, it kind of, you know, put those stakes up. And I know you'd think, oh, you know, I wouldn't be a fan of necessarily a run-in. I was fine with Macklin, because Macklin is someone who they built and built up quite it, well. It's an ex-feud, isn't it? It's set an ex-feud. Yeah. And he's a guy who kind of needs a push. Moose means something. They're going to build up Moose to have a rematch with Josh Alexander. And I think so. As well. And... You know, he they've done a the hell of a job of pushing him up there and he delivers in the ring. Yeah. Like you, you can't style argue. as well, like this style JP has the uh, the work rate matches, I call them. He can do he, he's been like doing spamming everything. big moves in main events, which is a Brock Lesnar thing, and I think it yeah. works. Yeah. But as I say, I wasn't there, uh, I don't think I spoke about the Slammiversary one, but I love the fact that before that, JB, where they were locked up for 24 hours, that's oh, a bit of me that, and yeah. he was starving moose and he had a bit of the, the fans' donuts and a bit of water. I loved all that. <laughs> in his so white I jeans. Was, I was like, what? In his white jeans. I'm back, by the way. <laughs> yeah. White jeans for uh, for getting locked in a room for 24 hours doesn't seem oh, like the best fashion choice. Amazing. But, you know. <laughs> amazing. But Sammy was like used to it, wasn't he? And even when he come out with the spotlight on him at Slammiversary, he was mm. blinded and then he attacked him. But then in this match, Moose got his revenge, didn't he? Attacked him and his entrance. So, yeah, I just loved it, JP. This my kind of feud. And as you say, escalated the Lego to the broken glass, the DVD yeah. through the, uh, you know, the looked like the old cage door, was it, or something? It yeah, and it was just brilliant stuff. It, like, honestly, loved it. <laughs> I was kind of like, I was struggling with it until it hit that point of, like, literally, as you say, them chucking doors over each other out. Each other out, and I was like, okay, this is the match this needs to be. Just these two doing just fucking daft shit. And I did. I like the, the match at, uh, at Slammiversary as well, but I, don't, I wouldn't have had this. Like, I think I went, like, Three and a half or three point seven five on the app. I wouldn't go quite as uh, as high as you, but I can I can see it. Oh yeah, 
And as we just said, Benno, it, it leads on to Macklin and Sammy next, in it, JP? So, yeah. you know, they'll be, they'll be sound as well. And, you know... They built Macklin well. This is, like, the whole thing. Speaking about, like, the mid-card and everything else. Like, it, don't get me wrong, it follows a formula, these pay-per-views now. Oh, They're yeah. They have their plunder match in it, and so they'll have a... Ten-man tag, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but it... it I'll tell you what, I'll take that over the many fucking awful impact slash TNA mid cards that we've seen on the year over the years on pay per view. Yeah. Now, you like this, Matt. I did have a moment, though, when Macklin did unveil himself. I did. I was like, who the fuck's that? Like, really? He's just a guy, isn't he? He's just a bloke (laughs) in some clothes. That's what happens. That's what happens when you watch pay per views on times eight speed. Fucking hell. It could just be that he's a really <laughs> generic fucking wrestler, but you know. Yeah. It, it took me a second. I was like, oh, okay, Steve Macklin in the building. Him. Like, yeah, until Matthew Rail said, hey, it's Steve Macklin's that way he <laughs> And he did that. <laughs> <laughs> and he did that. They were struggling working with Raven, weren't they? It's like he threw them off, and they're, they're mm. good. Very good. Even did you get on Rayles? I don't know if he's taking the piss out of Raven or just getting into the gimmick of the match. He was like, when Raven was trying to be a bit out there, a bit odd, mm. Rayles was like, I'm being mad now myself. I'm losing my mind. And then just started screaming. I thought he was half taking the piss. And, and rightly, you know, good. Yeah. Good. <laughs> I'd ask him some basic maths questions and put this fucking IQ bullshit to bed. <laughs> you, don't, you don't like this IQ, do you? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Mate, no one likes a smart ass. No. Least of all him. <laughs> Like I say, if he was that clever, why isn't he at NASA instead of dressing like a tramp? Huh? <laughs> Honestly, sound not... fucking swing. <laughs> if he was that clever, he wouldn't get be getting his knob out in clubs and uh, doing all the nah. things he, he said he did on his uh, on his shoot interviews. That, that's all going to come back to haunt him one day. Somehow, uh, oh, Raven yeah. escaped him. <laughs> and yeah, and he his past. Yeah, what a man, what a man. But no, I was going to say I was glad you held off on the. Uh, on a speedball, uh, Mike Bailey and Trey McGuire. Well, uh, you mate, of so, course. Oh, you you wax no classic this one, isn't it? Fucking love this match. Like I said on Twitter today, I was like, if you're the real like selling fetishist, you might not actually be into this because <laughs> it was like, it was like if they took. Like me and you have had this conversation loads of times, JP. Like even before, you know, you know, we we do, you know, other things about him or whatever. Like literally, I've had like the conversation with Matt Riddle before, where we were talking about like you know selling in wrestling at like one of those WXW press conference things. Yeah. And I was like, you know, as an MMA fighter, do you not think it's a bit stupid that when like someone's leg get hurt, they walk around like it's falling off? Like that just wouldn't happen in a UFC fight. You know, people fight through injuries, people try to hide injuries. You know, it's just it's something in wrestling we've developed as like well that's realistic walking around like you know your leg's gonna fall off like that or, or your In elbow like, yeah it's not like that's just you know in no way realistic so when people in matches do spots where like they power through the pain or you know they they manage to do a move but then go back to selling i've never got an issue with that you know it's like little, it's like little moments in a match but this this was like they'd taken that moment that happens in those matches and just made it the entire match and i honestly i fucking loved it i just thought it was like it was ridiculous like because basically the two of them I'd fuck legs and then spent the entire match yeah. powering through. Like it was 15 yeah. minutes of that spot on repeat. But fucking hell, it was great. I don't know whether like I ironic ironically loved it or I thought it was like really smart storytelling to do that. Like it's probably somewhere in between, like the two of them. Different. But what a fucking yeah, it was different. That's probably the word, it yeah. Was. But 
What a fuck. Like, it was balls to the wall. What started that way, didn't it? You know, from the moment the match started, they were exchanging dives, and then we went into all that stuff. It didn't let up. That's what I mean. Oh, it was amazing. I absolutely, I gave it 4.25 on grappling. I was tempted to go higher. Same here. No, I went 4.2. Originally, I think I went 4, and I went, I just thinking back, I went, no, that's 4.25. That's that's better. I was, I would say the, the best impact match I've seen this year. Um, Certainly, kind of up there as well. Fucking Bailey, he's brilliant. Like I said earlier on, we've been kind of spoiled with him. We've seen him loads in the UK when he couldn't work the US. Now he's in the US in with fresh opponents in front of fresh crowds mm-hmm. who are getting to watch him. And in that time, he's not been in the US. He's been away working and working good people. So like he is just rock solid, and I'm just glad. And you knew they kind of saw it in him, like. The more looked at him when they brought him in, it's like, okay, we need to establish him for a few months. But basically, you build the X division around him, like him and a few others. That's oh, like yeah. the next level. When you move your Trey Miguel onto the heavyweight scene and out of the X division, this is this is the guy you, you have in there at that point. And, you know, he is like, you know, he's he just gets himself over by having fucking great matches. And Trey Miguel... Again, yeah, like always bang the drum about him. He's he fucking, he's really, really fucking good. I he's mean, one of the most underrated wrestlers. Yeah. Like I said last time I was on, mm. he does like stuff other wrestlers you go, ah, oh, that looks a bit iffy, that, that looks a bit phony. But he pulls it off, JP. He's got yeah. that unique like style about him and them moves and his little kicks and that. But the best spot boys for me in this, sorry to jump in again, is the way um, Speedball went for his uh, double knees, you know, shooting star, and Miguel put his knees up, so both of the knees yeah. collided. Yeah. Just to have it home, even more so than all the <laughs> knees are both. It was fucking it was... brilliant, you know. Honestly, it was it's so good. It was, but yeah, it was it clever was. at the same time. It was, it was, it was yeah. clever, and it was stupid at the same time. Yeah. Like, like that point exactly. where, like... Like a really good action film. Yeah, that's yeah. what it was like. They could be really dumb, mm. but also like quite brilliant, and they work and clear. Yeah, John, but it Wick, stood out. John Wick is it, really he had dumb, a go. But he also brilliant. He didn't fit the form. The other go at trying something different for me, anyway. And I was shocked because you know, shout out to Jacko. Mm. He told me about it first. He watched it and he loves uh, these two. Mm. And he said uh, they're working both legs here. And I said, I was like, what? These two are working the legs. I've got to see this even more now. On a fourth <laughs> it's got to be one of them matches. But no, it was just amazing, honestly. I made the mistake of tweeting about right. it and saying nobody show Jamesy. And now, obviously, Jamesy's going to watch it. So, like, I'm desperate to know, like, oh, what I can. A selling, a sell, you know, a man who do, 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 selling is a very important thing in, in Jamesy, or even a Gareth. Like, I'd love to know what do you think of it, because like, yeah, like on the one hand, though, you know, they they do you the work in a body part and they make it a part of the match, and there's clever bit. Like there was the other bit I was going to mention where like Speedball knew that that he was going to put his knees up, so he turned them over and did it on his back yeah. instead. Like the, the, back, the, the yeah. knees, like yeah. <laughs> there was logic there, even if no, it was ropey action movie logic. Yeah. <laughs> what did you give it? Me, I think I went uh, four stars, boys, on it, yeah? Mm, yeah. Yeah. How about you, JP? 4.25. Mm, like you. That's where I am. I think it might, it might... I'm trying to think if there's anything else this year off the top of my head that are in impact. But it's the kind of levels, and this is the thing that they're getting, is they're having on these shows like a, a quality match mm. on there. Mm. Yeah, that's it. But that's the standout of the show, I think. I mean, going through the other stuff on here, I didn't think the uh, the main event was fine. 
but I kind of saw the graph yeah. rating going in, so maybe I was coloured by that. I saw it was already at like three point four four, and it's like that's an okay rating. Like I gave it three and a half. Like it was an okay match, yeah. but as a main event coming after a show that was a lot of fun, you maybe want that extra mile, don't you? That maybe you're not getting yeah, out of Joe Doring. Like I don't know. It wasn't for me that it was. Well, he, you know, it was fine, but it was just. You know, I, I imagine you did like it though, JP. It's it's a big B show. It, it felt like for me like a B title defense on a B pay per view. In mm. other words, he's that kind of monster first challenger who, like, I mean, they did play up certain things. Obviously, there's been loads of health issues. Like, I mean, he had cancer not that long ago and came back to wrestle in Japan. He's not particularly active, like a lot of the times wrestling wise. And I think that as the longer the match went, you could see that he was quite kind of getting a bit blown up as well. But he did, like, there's some stuff that he does that I really like. I love that sort of flying crossbody. I love this thing that he does when he, I think he slammed Josh Alexander to the mat and then sort of went, like, chest first into the ropes and used that as leverage to come back for the elbow. Just little kind of little things like that. It, it felt like a boss villain. And it's and, and he's going to get loads of them, but there's not a major boss villain. But that's the kind of one you've got to get through, and it kind of puts the violent by design stuff to rest. Like JP. I, it's there for a month, it serves a purpose, and it helps Josh Alexander look that bit more threatening. He can beat that guy who's much bigger. JP, I haven't seen much of Doran, but like you're saying, his little, mm. uh, you know, his little ways he stands out. Even when like the trading near the end, it looks like to me because I haven't seen much of him that like he was half forgetting. The next spots, but I think that's just his selling, isn't it? The way he's very yeah, like weird, out there, it? and like it looks like he's gonna, you know, it's weird, but it, it stood out. I like that bit of it, like it looked like they weren't rehearsing it, it just looked a bit real. If you get me, weird, it was just dead weird. Like, I thought it was the best yeah. match he's had on TV since the match with Hangman Page on Dynamite, to be honest. Um, I thought it was, um, really sorry, <laughs> he's not, <laughs> he's better than Silas Young. <laughs> I'll give him that. <laughs> Silas <laughs> <laughs> Young's a knockoff Joe Doring, not the other, not the other way around. No, yeah. yeah, I don't know. It was just, I just felt it was lacking. I get what you mean, JP. It was like, I like the, the, the I liked it in principle. I liked the build. Mm. I liked it being the main event of this show. It just, yeah, it felt like it needed more bells and whistles to be like a. Was it a pro wrestling match, Bello? Between two professional wrestlers, like that's exactly <laughs> what it was. And I think Josh Alexander needs like as much as we all like him. What was the main event? What was the match he was on in the uh, the last show? What was the last main event? Eric, Eric, Young. Eric Young. Young, which was a fun story match. But I want to see Josh Alexander go out there and just kill it, you know, in like a in a great like four point two five to four and a half star type match. We we know he's got it in him, but like they need to give him you know an opponent to do that. They have some people to do that with if they push them to that level. And Ace Austin mm. would be like an obvious yeah. one who they've had kind of a feud with in the past true i also think trey miguel like i already mentioned like eventually they'll go back to moose on there as well like i mean they'll probably end up getting eddie edwards in the mix at some at some point impact legend oh legend james James storm will end up with a title shot you know he's gonna go for another run (laughs) (laughs) for you (laughs) for you (laughs) oh but yeah i mean that so what what are the other notable matches on the show i thought you know it was cool to see the motor city machine guns bat together again but i think that match was was, again another solid three and a half star match i thought that wasn't great that Mm. i was let down a bit with the opening i expected it a bit hotter it was Mm. sound but i expected a little bit more because the news in there i'll be honest there 
Yeah, you'd say I would have said three and a half was the floor on that match, and you'd expect mm. it to be, you know, a, a notch better than that. And it, I wasn't disappointed by it, but I get what you mean. It didn't like blow yeah. me away, and it wasn't like, yeah, I walked away like thinking, oh, it's great, you know, the most machine city machine guns are back. It was like, yeah, a, a serviceable tag match, and if anything, yeah, Chris Chris Bay and um, and Ace Austin both look great. Um, but yeah, yeah mm-hmm. it, it wasn't like a, they didn't go out there and try and steal the show in the way that you might have no. expected they would have. Expected. Yeah. But yeah, any notes on that or any other matches from Muse? I, I thought the 10 man tag, like I said before, with the On and No More and Good Brothers, America's Most Wanted, and Heath was fun and yeah. some good nostalgia pops. They are. Yeah, they're, they're, they're like, they just what you'd expect isn't it literally what you'd expect like hmm. they wheel them out every show and now don't they like it's the PCO they boys can you PCO was over wasn't he <laughs> even like tables God. looking at the crowd pointing at him like what's going on here it's like, <laughs> <laughs> well, and I like the, that spot was great where Kenny uh, he's, got, he's got to be split away soon PCO for me yeah. he doesn't fit in that group nope. and that spot where um, Kenny King was like moonsault him and then he just went to the outside and missed completely but like everyone sold it well, you can get away with that with the malfunction gimmick, can't you? So, like, when he does fuck up, it's easy to cover. But that was that. Hopefully, it's the start of the him breaking away from them PCO because he doesn't fit, does he, with that group? I don't think he fits wrestling in 2022. He's just in it's an odd space. You know, he's over. The fans yeah. fucking love him. <laughs> and it's all based on like some wild bumps he did three years ago now, you know? It's yeah. like he's... What, in that Walter match? <laughs> yeah. We're yeah. still all thinking fucking about hell. that, we? <laughs> all comes back to that, doesn't it? The bastard thing. It was, again, like, they know how to, like, put these kind of matches on. And they're always fun enough. And for a live audience, that I think they're always going to enjoy it and get a kick from it. And it delivered. What about I went three Jordy stars. Ah, uh, Jordy getting a good run now, what do you reckon? I mean... That's the challenge. That's good booking, but I don't think the matches are up to much. I don't think, to be honest, like that, that what, I mean, is it unfair to say the weak spot of the show was the three different women's matches on this? Like... They were all aggressively fine. Like, they never, yeah. it's almost that like you want to credit Impact for having a women's division that they pay focus mm. to and do multiple matches on the shows for. But I mean, how many of these shows do we watch and then go, yeah, but the the women's matches were all a bit weak? Yeah, because they don't have, I mean, this is the limitations of, of who they can hire, really. They, they don't have great workers in there. They're people who have names. To a degree, like I mean, oh, Mickey, yeah. Mickey James would be obviously the kind of like the biggest one as like the kind of case in point. There's a lot of people around the kind of same level, like a Diona Parazzo and a Chelsea Green and a Tasha Steels, who I know at this point in time doesn't seem particularly great, but I actually think is getting better. Having seen like enough of these shows as well, it just might be one of these things where we might might be talking in high praise in two years' time about her as opposed to right now but they don't really have that luxury do they but it feels like yeah a lot of the the women's division is 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 full of people who are all on the same level who are recognizable to a degree but they're not going to have you're not having the great matches and it's who can they bring in in order to have that if that's what they're looking to achieve well, um, you, you know it was grace and the honor all the last year or the mm. year before whatever they were the great matches so you, you you've got to go back to that if you want your standout yeah. matches but they're looking to do the honour and Chelsea Green by the looks of it, going for the uh, tag belts by the looks of it, isn't it? So, yeah, the honour can get like you know the Grand Slam champion and that because they do protect her, don't they? They push her well, but 
as I say, I don't know who's Grace is going to go up against next. Like, unless they bring someone in from outside, maybe, or yeah, but yeah, yeah. Mm. But yeah, any other notes on uh, on Impact before we uh, we get to AW? Uh, I think that's pretty much it. Yeah, that's it. Just another easy, fun really show. Yeah, easy watch, fun yeah. show. Yeah. And definitely, I think the, the the pick of the litter is definitely Bailey and Trey Miguel. Like even if from the other description you think you'll hate it, I think people should watch it. I'd love no, to, uh, you gotta go off the way just because I, I want to hear people's opinions on it, good or bad. You'll have a definite opinion on it. You know what I mean? hundred percent will. So please go and watch that, people. There you go. There you go. But yeah, I suppose move on in this topsy turvy show. Just the uh, the small matter of some AEW. This is the influence you have on us, Matt. AEW uh, getting that's still, uh, is that still going, Benno? Apparently. <laughs> <laughs> What's your issue with AEW, mate? You know, I'm only messing. You die in the wall, WWE fan Matty. You know, pucks us out every uh, every now and then. You love you love it when there's some bad news. You were loving the uh, the negative build to a uh, to Forbidden Door, and uh, you know, all of us like losing our love for no, AEW and stuff. No, was it, you know, was it fun all, to watch people from the outside? It's all shit and giggles and for the laugh, but we all knew it was just a, a literally a, a standalone month, wasn't it? And then it'll get back to you know being. I don't know. I watch AEW most weeks now. You know what I mean. You've you've got me back into it, like because uh, as I say, good, bad, or ugly, it's hilarious as well. It's non-stop. There's always, there's always something going on, isn't there? Let's be honest. There's always like some sort of debut or something. You described sort of it as like Russo booking, didn't you? In our chat, that's why. I, no, that's why I'm genuinely like I actually watch it every week. Ben, I, I, I've been watching it and. That's what I describe it as. So obviously, I'm gonna be. I'm gonna look forward well, to watching it. Well, what do you mean by that? What's Tony Khan doing that? Uh, that that old uh, Uncle Vince will be proud of. It's well. It's the shoots for the start. The shoot comments, Ben. I mean, come on. Every week, you know, there's full on. You know, wink, winks. Not even wink, winks. It's full on. Let just 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 talk. Shoot. You know what I mean? It's someone's names talking by the real names. It's all this. The bucket. It's all that that Russo was doing twenty years ago. People were nailing it. I know it, it, it's evolved now, it's 20 years later, but they're still doing the same thing he was doing. So, but you know, at least, you know, names dropping again, at least Crewy hates it still, whereas everyone else has kind of just accepted it, you know what I mean? But he still fucking hates it. Like the real life <laughs> stuff, thing. yeah. But like, even like the, you know, the, the, you know, it is fair to say the booking has been a little bit car crash lately. You know, it's the just a million yeah, things well. happening in each show, yeah, and like it's a debut yeah. and is you know, like there's, there's, a, there's a possible comparison there. No, he is Benno. The, people won't like to admit it, and he won't himself because of the negativity around Russo. But the is so it's not just me who thinks it. Surely, honestly, Maybe you can take the be. positive elements. You know, there's nothing wrong with having a, a wrestling. Like you say you think it's got you involved, a wrestling show where in theory a lot of things are happening, and therefore you know it's no Benno. It's, that's it's, it. It's, that's what it know? should be about. It shouldn't, you know, you know, we should have something. What can happen next? That's the beauty of television wrestling. You know, that's what it should be. Tune in next week. You might see this tune, you know. That that's is what I think. Props like, for that. That's what I think, like, that monthly into Forbidden Door was. Because, like, if you, like, tie people down who weren't, like... It, it reminded me, I was saying this to JP, it reminded me a bit of, like, Game of Thrones. Or I'm sure there's, like, other equivalent TV, like, where, like, that last series... You know, every reviewer worth of the salt was saying how bad the week-to-week storytelling was going, how bad the logic was, that, you know, cramming too many things in the shows, trying to do too many things yeah. before the, the series finished. However, if 
you sat like individual fans down and said, did you enjoy watching that episode? They'd be like, well, yeah, loads of shit happened. It was dead cool. Yeah. Oh, there was a dragon. You know what I mean? And it's like, there yeah. was maybe, yeah. I think there's some truth to the idea. There's maybe a, a disconnect there between between the, the two things. But like, I think most people who are, who are following this stuff and, and following the week to week, where you're like scratching their head and asking questions about, you know, some of the book and going into Forbidden Door, where it's like, Blood and guts, yeah, felt like it did feel like a reset. Like part of it is probably the fact that you know mm. there was a bit of a COVID issue, and you know there's a, people weren't available, and you know it was almost not a bare bones, you know, staff, but you know it wasn't a, a an overly packed dynamite. But I really like that about it. I like that it was yes. Like they gave the second hour main event time to breathe. You know, maybe even too much time. That's a problem yeah. I'll take with AEW because the amount of times main events happen and they've got like seven minutes back, you know, and I, I get anxiety watching it sometimes. It's like the end of it. Remember the end of All In when the books and Rey Mysterio went out there yeah. with yeah. review time? I couldn't enjoy that match. They could have done anything because I was just looking at the clock going, there's no way they're going to get this done. And I feel that about Dynamite sometimes. And then there are, you know, there are loads of examples of, of main events or the post-match main events that they just have to cut away from because they haven't got that breathing space. But on this show, it was like they gave it like more than the full hour, which gave the match itself loads of time to breathe, gave the post-match time to breathe, and it just made for just a, I think, a better laid out, you know, more digestible show. And that's not to say there wasn't, you know, all the good stuff on the show. The first hour, I think, did a good job of rather than us having 800 segments, you know, we had a defined, you know, segment for the Orange Cassidy match, the Christian promo, you know, four or five main segments before your main event, but it wasn't eight main segments before your main event where we're trying to introduce all these disparate things or all these disparate characters all running in on each other's segments and there's 27, you know, people on screen, which is fine, you know, it, you know, in in moderation, but, you know, it makes for, you know, maybe not the, the cleanest of, uh, of TV shows. And for me, this felt like, yeah, you know, the answer to a lot of the complaining, you know, from the last month or so, it felt like very much a back to basics dynamite. A soft reset is what we called it on the weekend show. And it kind of did have that kind of feel to it. Like things slowed down for the very, the first time in what felt like a while things just kind of slowed down whether or not they stick to it is another issue. I enjoyed it this. Show, it? it was a hot shot, by the way. He was. Quantum Elsa, a hot shot show. Uh, the, uh, it, I mean, and, it, and that's why the rating is reflected in that <laughs> as well. And and I think, you know, you look at the rating for this compared to the ratings in the build-up to, like, Forbidden Door, and these are kind of quite, this is quite substantially up, which shows you that, you know, you put in a big gimmick match for an hour, and it is going to draw. Isn't that interesting? And, People can draw. I've I've heard people draw from this number that it was a, you know, a success at the success of Forbidden Door. They're coming out of Forbidden Door. A million people no choose to dynamite again. I don't know. It's got nothing to do with Forbidden Door. Yeah. It's not the, the double cage, the double door. fucking ring cage, is it? Yes. <laughs> fucking hell. That's what it is. It's a big old gimmick match on free TV. It's not fucking rocket science. I think at that point, then you he's go. just trying to explain a point of view, sort of beyond sort of sense at that point. Because those those ratings didn't do well, objectively. There's numbers that kind of prove it, and you know, little boosts in segments aren't weren't anything really compared compared to this. But again, I don't want to fall into the trap of sort of looking at the week to week. <clears throat> pardon me, looking at like the week to week rating and trying to read too much into it. It's how they build from this, how they do over the next sort of month in the run up to to all in, but. 
as a show, I thought this was this was a better episode of Dynamite from a few weeks. It's not perfect, but I, I kind of like the use of a couple of couple of squashes as well. I have to say, and the the Christian promo, Christian well, no, well, I'm waiting for you. I'm waiting for the day you finally fucking crack and just finally jump on over, Benno, because, you know, you, you must be on your way. You must be on your way now. You must be. Because um, that was, you know what that was the other week, though? That Sorry, that was the other week. That heel promo was just, let me show you how it's done in 2022. A bit of everything in that promo. Let me show you how a proper heel promo should be done. And that is it, mate. No one, no one could do that. Ben, that's how good he is on the mic. I mean, seriously, people definitely could, but it doesn't no, mean he wasn't MJF, good. MJF couldn't do that because he goes too much out the other way, too much with the Russo stuff. I don't know. I think I... He, 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 he had a bit of everything in there. He, he kept it on storyline. He, he had to go a little shoot comment. He had everything in there, mate. It was just unbelievable. That's the best interview I've seen in ages, that. It was very good. You. It was very good. Like, I mean, it was like, um, it's like this evil like tech billionaire aesthetic that he's going for. I'm the enjoying shoes and the coat, yeah, yeah, the collars. That's good. <laughs> and yeah, you know, like the, the promos, the two weeks have both been great. The first week I didn't, you know, I didn't massively love the, you know, the stuff about Jungle Boy's dad. However, you know, now that that's happened, the follow-up promo, you know, with that, I'm not sorry. You know, it, what did he say? It's like, I hope your whole family's dead instead. It, it, yeah. <laughs> except, for your, like... except for your mum. Except for your mum. And mom. then just call me. What and a follow up. call me. <laughs> what a follow-up. What a that, bastard. I did get a laugh out of that. And you're right, yeah. Once you've done that, you know, I might not have done it, but now that it's happened, you know, okay, fine. You know, you might as well run with it now. And he's, he's, he, he's making something out of this, yeah. And I'm enjoying him as like, you know, being the uh, you know the evil mastermind behind you know the unfortunate name of Chisaurus. Is that a cover-up, <laughs> cover Ben? So when is he having him on Chisaurus? Oh. Do you think? Oh yeah, yeah they'll, they'll be because yeah. that's the thing. You can't like can you long term have this big heel called Luchasaurus? Like it's gonna be you know he's he's this he's been you know talked into being bad and you know eventually you know he's gonna get talked out of it and he's gonna turn on Christian. But I kind of liked it and like there was a part of me that like thought, oh, we missing a segment in between, you know, between what happened last week and now Luchasaurus just coming out with Christian. But the more I sat on it, the more I kind of liked that. I like that clearly something has happened behind the scenes. You've got to take it from that, yeah. That's what yeah, I mean, you know, yeah. Like, and I like that. It's modern world, needing mm. explaining everything. Mm. Just let it, like, you know, yeah. use your head, let it, you know. And AW do that. Be- they don't, you know, there, there's sometimes negatives to that, you know, it, and it doesn't, you know, again, I always feel like you've got to dance whenever you criticise AW and go, but I know it's not going to bring the company down, but they could maybe explain things a little bit better. But then there are times where, yeah, you know, don't treat your, your audience like well, the morons. You don't need to do that. You know, maybe, maybe they could have thrown in, you know, a bit of a, you know, this is what happened to Forbidden Door and, you know, Moxley won the, uh, you know, the title. That's kind of an important thing we might want to hammer home. They don't. That's a stylistic choice they don't do. And there are, even though it's not going to bring the company down, some negatives to that. But I think some of the positives are that, you don't, yeah, you don't treat your audience like you morons. And you get moments like that, and there's going to be Eddie Kingston stuff we're going to talk about in a bit that's quite subtle as well, where you can kind of draw your own conclusions, and it does add like a, you know, as you'll say, Matty, layers to the story. You know, it gives us a, gives us a little bit of depth, doesn't it? And we'll, uh, you know, yeah. it's, a, it's a story that's going to be interesting to follow along. Totally. But Ben, I mean, I don't, as I say, but is he injured though, Jungle Boy? Is he actually legit injured for a bit, is it, or is it like a quick one? Do you know? Not sure what the injury is. Do you know, JP? <laughs> I don't know, 
but either way, I'd be holding. I'll be holding fire on it because I think the longer he's off TV, the better it is. It establishes Christian as that kind of asshole heel, and when he comes out, it'll it'll blow it out the water. I also think it gives Luchasaurus something to do, you know. And by even referencing Marco's stunt like he did the week before, I think there's like interesting stuff they can do with it. And the fact that <laughs> he's playing a character who is doing exactly the thing You're that just laughing at the idea thing he's not doing. On telly, so. <laughs> you, get, you know what? They could do the match, though. They could genuinely do it. That'd be a good little quarter hour, wouldn't it? Luchasaurus beats... You know, Christian brings out, oh, I've got an opponent for you. Here's Marco Stunt, and Luchasaurus can pretend to maybe half recognize him and, you know, not sure that he wants to kill him, and then he kills him. Yeah. Like, that's going to be coming, I think. Sorry, JP. No. I, I quite like the idea. I, I could easily see them doing that and bringing him in for a one shot for something along those lines. But he's playing the, he's doing the thing he's doing. He's elevating Jungle Boy. He's elevating Luchasaurus. That's ultimately what they kind of want him to do. And he's doing it with some gusto. Like, I don't like, I, you know, in the end, we know how this is going to end up. And it's how it will end up with Jungle Boy defeating him and everything else. But I, his run while I'm not a, a particularly big Christian fan, this run has been all has been better than I thought it would be. I have to say when he first came in and you kind of thought, where's he going to be like, and then, you know, they've teased this for a long time, but he's done it. He's gone in with absolute gusto on it, Christian. And the promos are great and great fun. It's whether or not jungle boy is going to be able to respond. Cause that's, that is, if there is a weakness for it, but, um, but yeah, it, it, at least, takes the story off in a more interesting direction of what it had been and doesn't involve them being tag champions. I sorry to did in the chat there. I do remember Sean, it is giving Kane like vibes. I think he's got like something over him or he's like when he's saying here when Vince threatened uh, Kane with going into like the institution or something. That's what it's like at them vibes. I, I see a few people saying that Kane vibes about it. You know what I mean? So Great if he wasn't called Luchasaurus, though, wouldn't it? Like, you know, I know. I think that could come out if, if they go all the way with him. It could, if he actually goes heel, he's got to drop it. Saurus, maybe just call him that. I don't know. Um, just no, 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 uh, no, no, it's off, no, no, his mask no. off, play at the master's degree. It's what they did on the indies. They can suddenly do something along those lines and just say he likes dinosaurs on the side, like Ross out of friends. <laughs> Uh, well, I suppose the only other stuff on the uh, the undercard um, worth mentioning, obviously, you know, uh, Jade Cargill and uh, and Lana Gray was pretty much a squash as you've talked about, JP. And uh, there was a, uh, you know, uh, baddies look good in the crowd though. Um, Dan Housen and uh, two yes. partners against. Uh, <laughs> listen to the uh, the, uh, the the special with uh, Steph for a background story on that on uh, on Grapple Patreon. <laughs> um, Dan Housen and uh, an FTR no, against. Ben, ben, uh, oh God, Badhausen was that. <laughs> you hate him, don't you? Oh. Oh. Uh, FTR. I mean, it's one of them. Like, there was part of me, like, as much as I'm the moaning, they debut too many people. There's too many wrestlers, blah, blah, blah. There was part of me going, oh, he puts most of the shit in machine guns, though. But then when it was <laughs> FTR, like, that's the, it's like there's something about them right now. It's feel good when they make their entrances. And, like, it, it's, it's just like, it's they the are music. so hot right now. Yeah, it's the music, it's the gear, it's everything about them, right? There's like, there's just goodwill surrounding them, isn't it? It was like a, a nice moment to see them come out and, uh, and team with Dan Housen. But it's like an embrace of retro by the fan base, mm. isn't it? It's, it's, it's kind of really quite odd for it. But do you know what? I popped. I, the crowd fucking loved them. Loved it. So 
like you'd be kind of fools not to go into it. And they're proper baby faces. It's it's kind of who they are. As much as I don't like Dan Housen or Bad Housen, the fans love him though, Ben. The, the live fans, like, well, it's, he's absolutely loved. Mm, I don't mind him in a spot like this. Am I missing something mm. though? Genuinely, have I missed something? Because it's like funny. <laughs> I think it's like complicated. Like, he's not funny. Oh, funny. Well, that's in there. I, know, I think he's funny. Like, I don't. I don't he's want Joe Pasquale, the wrestling version. <laughs> I don't want a lot of them on the show. Exactly, JB. It's not funny, Ben. If it was funny, I'd be the first to say, right? It's funny. This, you know. Well, like I say, a lot of the crowd think it's ironic. voices. There was, there was a time when they brought him in, I was like, oh, maybe he's one too many of that type of thing. And I'd definitely maybe use him a bit less than they were at one point, but I don't mind him in little spots like this. I think it's it's forgivable. And I, I mean, against Gun Club and Max Cassidy, you know, I think that's, you know, perfectly Split accessible. Split them up too soon, though. Yeah, that I was, was really enjoying that. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Mm. He back in bones. Good. Like, yeah. and it makes me think you go with the acclaimed as a face team. Really? Because yeah. that's that's what they are. They're yeah, anyway, both careful. of them are over. The Bowens bit afterwards when he does when he screams out the city. That's you were there, Benno. You've seen them live. I mean, it's an it's an overact, isn't it? It's like the kind of stuff that house show audience can, always loses their shit for. Yeah. Like I say a thousand times, I'm not going to be surprised if WWE make a play for them. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, I really uh, enjoyed that as a segment. But I suppose we should we should talk the uh, the blood and guts match, which took up the majority mm. of the show. And uh, like we say, I do think is responsible for the majority of uh, of the the, the viewers shooting them. A very you know a high million, maybe slightly low um, demo. I know Matthew likes talking about that uh, compared to what you'd uh, expect. But you know, seeing like the uh, you know we didn't have the uh, I don't think we had the full breakdown um, when we were doing the weekend show, JP. But like that second hour was just like a big spike, and it just you know it kept going up. Because it was probably that people changing channels, going, "What the fuck's this cage? What's all these bloody wrestlers doing?" That's and like it? the spectacle of it was clearly a draw. You know, we saw it last year as mm. well. You know, Blood and Guts did a did an incredible number. Like, I'm not I'm not going to be as bullish as you, JP. I do think like you know the pay per view being so well received and doing it. You know, we can talk about the, the mm. number as well as we did on the weekend show. You know, doing better than you know anyone expected. Definitely an element of it there, but I think the majority of it is, you know, the, the, just the draw of this big match and this big spectacle. And that's what it was, wasn't it, really? It wasn't like... I almost think, like, maybe they were hamstrung a little bit by, you know... I did think that the camera work was particularly bad uh, in this match. I felt like we missed a lot of spots. Mm. And there were moments where, like, you know, you'd find, like, Angelo Parker, like, hang outside the cage and it was just, like... How do you end up there? Like, you know, it was like I was there were a couple of confused moments like that that didn't help. And they were going for, and you should in a big, you know, bloody cage match like this, go for kind of that mayhem vibe. And I think it worked in some ways, and other ways, maybe it was the way it was it was kind of shot that that hurt it a little bit. But yeah, as an hour-long spectacle of violence and being what this needed to be. You know, I was perfectly happy with it. Might not have had them um, exit the cage for the uh, the second one running, but again, it's a bit hell in a cell. You know, once you once you had Sean get out the first time, well, mankind had to get out the second time, didn't he? You know, once you once yeah. they did that the first time, I think we're probably just going to get this. Every button got sound is going to be a big stump bump. You know, they've made it the match yep. with the stump bumps. Unfortunately, it's not you know a way you know 
hardcore war games fans uh, might have wanted them to go, but it is just kind of what they do. But yeah, you know, they made the, uh, the IWC War Games '92 uh, fan <laughs> over there. Massive. You know, didn't go uh, go quite full with that, but I'll let JP go first because I've got a lot to say about well, this match. But they filled an hour with a lot of good mate. stuff. Go on, JP. You go first, mate. No, you know, as as you said, Ben, as a spectacle, hmm. can't deny it. It was great, but the match for me. And there was nothing like honestly. I was just sitting there, and there was just nothing. The blood, whatever. I just thought it was just there, la. But oh, the spectacle of it until they got up and then we had the spots where he pushed them off and the swing on top. They were great, but as a long match, I just wasn't. I just wasn't into it. It was just more that I like. You know, the actual looking at it, the visual was just like unbelievable. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And it was just. That bit when Jericho was lying on the top, <laughs> he was asking, are we in a break? Are yeah. we in a break? That was like, I know it shouldn't affect me, and it doesn't, but it was, how funny was it? Like, it's like it was just a bit all over the shop. I don't know, it was a bit yeah. weird. It was just weird, like. Mm. I but, think it was um, too many people. Maybe, I mean, yeah, six yeah, on yeah, six. yeah. Maybe it's just me, and it could have been five, five on five, and maybe it would have had a bit more kind of focus to it. But I mean, JP, it come after the um, Anarchy in the Arena, which I think was more, I know this is yeah. keeping them in the cage. That was great. That was like what it needed. That was so, uh, you know, mayhem and chaos and that. Whereas this I found, I know it was a different type of vibe, but no, I don't know. It, it, I just wasn't big on it. But as, as a spectacle, yeah. can't deny it. it. It looked great. You know what I mean? I, I mean, on, on the app, it's trending a lot higher. I want to say it's over like 4.3 up around that. Right? I, I, I went like three and a half. I go four. Because I can, I I can see four, why. I, I did think it dragged yeah, a bit. It and, it, and it was like kind of messy. However, as a spec, I was never bored, which if you look at it, it's like 45 minutes as a match, like excluding the sort of, you know, Satan's version of the Backstreet Boys coming out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ty Met- oh, uh, is it? Yeah, Ty Conti trying to push that bottle through at various points. That was a weird little little segue. Um, in Why there. did but the I camera keep did... showing that? Like Steph was saying to me, like again, another plug for that. You know, we're live uh, take on the show being there, second row in the uh, in the body section. She was there, like go, like oh no, this is a this is a funny little story. I'll you know I'll I'll tell people when I when I get back that like they were struggling so hard to get that through the cage, thinking it couldn't possibly be on camera. No, the camera went back to it like three or four different times, again, yeah. trying to show it. <laughs> Just like this isn't important, and, <laughs> like you know. And the way and the way Ty Conti was dressed, I was absolutely certain she was doing Medusa in '92. I was completely <laughs> at the point where someone came out and went, well, that's happening. She'll be up on there. Um, but no, I mean, I, but then at the same time, I have to say, I enjoyed it. I wouldn't give it three and a half if I didn't enjoy it. And it did the things I need, it needed to do. And I I loved the finish. Just the idea of Eddie being denied the kind oh, of... Oh, King's big, great. Yeah. That, uh, yeah. You've got to give him them little subtleties. He's brilliant. He's the best at that by and, a mile. Yeah. And it's, you know, the, the, the stuff with Claudio is there and I mean I look I look at kind of what they could be doing and I think who is the most interesting character in AEW in many ways it's Eddie Kingston yeah Eddie Kingston is because he offers something really different from everybody else he offers like on it in a genuine way almost like a different version of Steve Austin I know it sounds wild but it's the idea of the everyman and the kind of frustrations and anger of that he manages to kind of express slightly more art house version than Steve Austin. There isn't as much of like rebelling <laughs> against Steve the boss. Art house Steve Austin. Um, 
but he he like he, at the same time i kind of look at him and go if you built up like a story of him going for a chase at a pay-per-view like for the a, title a, Bello, for the it'd title be the biggest thing you've ever seen see, in, in, in now, any wrestling honestly yeah i've said it the same be. thing to a, it's not it's it's not a like for like comparison but i always think ishi in japan like you push Ishii one year, like just one year he's gonna have a title. Like he knows he's coming to the end of his career, it may never happen for him. But he wants to have, have that one big kind of push. That's a storyline that works great. You know, you know, Jesus Choshu in the G1 in '96, like kind of winning it at his last go round. Those kind of stories you you can do. And Eddie Kingston is so fucking over. Like he Which feels like he's he's more. Like, I'm trying to think of who is more over than him. Yeah, dope. Maybe it's punk. Maybe punk. That, that's about it. But JP, it it's shouldn't be title. It was mixed yeah, though when they had the match on pay per view. Oh yeah, yeah. Saying that, got Brian. But he shouldn't win the title, Beno. It should be the world title. It should, they should go all in on it and genuinely build it up because it would be so fucking honestly. It'd, well, it'd be a reaction like you've never seen before. I'm telling you, if he won that, this is something we were talking about because, like, I think, like, you know, with. With Eddie, like he has, you know, as mo- I loved Anarchy in the Arena. I think, you know, I-, I expect it to be the like the low man on this going four stars. So I'm, I'm surprised that I'm gonna I'm gonna be the defender on this. But it did it did suffer a little bit by coming in the background because that was so good. Anarchy in the Arena, mm. it was so hard to follow that. But like the the one issue I had with Anarchy in the Arena, as much as like it's probably one of the best live experiences I've ever had, you know, watching a match, watching you know the mayhem take place in front of me is something you know I'll always remember now, and it's gonna be on my match of the year list. I was slightly disappointed with the fact that Eddie didn't feel like the main guy on his team in that, and he hadn't on the TV. You know, Moxley and Brian had kind of overshadowed him in the build. Even in the match itself, it's not like he was paired off with Jericho, which is what he should have been. He was, you know, he was mm. paired off with Garcia at one point, and it it just didn't feel like he's the top guy in his faction, and he's up against Jericho. I think what this match got right was that, having him, having Moxley go out earlier in the match, you know, as, like, world champion once, you know, lead the kind of, other than Cesaro, obviously, lead the battle and get in there early. And they made the focus of this, and what really worked was Eddie wanting to get to Jericho. Because I think, Mm. like, you know, I'm with you guys. There was a lot of stuff happening, not much of a story to what was going on. It was a little bit hard to follow um, in some ways. And, again, I do kind of put most of the blame on that, on, like, a lot of the camera work. But once Eddie got in there and, you know, doing that, you know, I think when he's like casually batting away, you know, the, uh, the, the bush, Jericho, bush, bush, bush. that was brilliant because he had one thing and he wanted to get to Total Jericho. vision on Jericho. Yeah. Right? And it was yeah. superb. And then, you know, the stuff on top of the cage. Yeah. There was the unfortunate moment where, you know, uh, Chris, are we, are we on? Chris, are we in a break? Honestly. Chris, are we in a break? Yeah. <laughs> that was, that shouldn't make TV. That again, that should be another thing like, you know, the people in the building like Steph should be telling us about, but we shouldn't be picking that up. That was really obvious. <laughs> and unfortunate but like you both said the finish like being that being that build and having that like you know that subtle storytelling as well you know i do think there's an argument that they could maybe do a slightly better job explaining you know eddie and, and claudio's history you know rather than like the odd line you get from excalibur but you've got to give him some credit too for 
for telling the story in a bit of a subtle way. You know, if you were paying attention, mm. the end of the pay-per-view, you saw, you know, Eddie and Claudio kind of back and forth and stuff. And again, cameras could have caught that a bit better, but it was there. And, you know, I think everyone kind of took that in. And at the start of this match, you had Eddie kind of, you know, almost wanting bygones fish to be bygones. Yeah, a little fist bump. Again, you could maybe emphasize that a bit more on the commentary, but, you know, the fact that it was a little bit subtle, you know, made it like, you know, like you say, Art House Steve. That's what Eddie is. You know, it's a bit Art House. And it's yeah. A bit, you know, a bit... bit depth that we're uncomfortable with wrestling you know subtle storytelling you're not being beaten over the head with something it's it's new ground for all of us and then into like the finish like it was the same thing it was like you know we all saw it you can see claudio behind them you know you can kind of like you suppose you know claudio's celebrating and him and him and kingston are going back and forth and like you said matt it was the little like facial expressions of kingston and just you could see that even though he's trying he's doing that thing where he's trying to like appear like he's happy the team won but it's written all over his face that you know he's annoyed oh, that, yeah. that claudio is yeah. taking the pin from him like you know it, it was subtle in the right ways and it was on the nose in the right ways too and it was just what a pe- like whoever whoever like came up with that idea as being the finish of the match. I can't think of a more perfect way to finish this match mm. than to do that spot, you know, and, and tell that story and give us not only the baby faces winning and Claudio gets a big moment as like the new guy in the company, but it's exactly. that little bit of storytelling that, you know, gives us something. It gives us a reason to do Eddie and Jericho as like a one-off, one more singles match because Eddie hasn't quite got his, you know, his revenge yet. And it's more seeds for you know for Eddie and Claudio to do something at some point. It was just yeah, you know, storytelling that yeah that isn't the norm in wrestling and should you know definitely be applauded. Well, it's some of the best storytelling that they do involves Eddie Kingston, and that's no coincidence for this. And it's and, and Sean kind of nails it in the chat where he says that the idea that you know following on of him being a modern day version of of Steve Austin, Steve's issues are authority, whereas Eddie's issues are with his inner demons. So it's like a lot more introspective and a lot darker in that regard. But it's if you think of like the interesting relationships, it's like him and Punk, him and Danielson, yep. him and Claudio. It's these guys who have gone from like him working on the, the story of they became the big stars with loads of money, whereas he had nearly retired and was looking to sell Skin. his gear. And it's that's the story I kind of want to see them tell. Because it's it's the idea of of this guy being the kind of antithesis to what a lot of the hardcore AW fan base would kind of want from wrestling in some ways. Like as in someone who's much more of a he's a promo guy. And it's not like kind of about sort of what you think of as like traditional work rate and technical wrestling and things like that. It's it's but you'd never want that because it no, wouldn't exactly. work. Yeah. It wouldn't work. And it's it, it's just that when they get to focus on him, the television tends to be better, and I don't think that's coincidental. Oh, Benno, that's what I mean. You think I, you know, hate AEW stuff like this? You, you said it. I'm not even just bumming you up here. You said it perfectly there. Everything you said that just sums it up. How good it was. Do you know what I mean? It was really, really good. Like, and it's going to continue, isn't it? As you say, with the Jer- you've got to have that Jericho blow off one. Mm-hmm. I don't know what you think. There's me being all, all Russo here. And they've got to have something with the fire. They've got to have like a gimmicky or do we go that far with it? Like, you know, mm. you won't put it past Cando to do something. You, you don't know, do you? Not an inferno match, but like, I don't know. 
I'm interested so I in whether uh, Shooter Rumor one is a Rev Pro uh, excursion he's going back on, whether he's going to be like like the new Kane, is he going to cover his face up or is it just going to be like, no. Yeah. <laughs> he disappeared. Oh, apparently, remember the, him? apparently the, at the 229, Shota Umino was wearing a, um, he had like some gauze on his head. Oh, was he on the show apparently, yesterday? He was on the show yesterday in oh, London, which apparently was it. great. That 229 show, I think it set up, was it Will Ospreay, the title versus Ricky Knight Jr. career for the August 21st show. Sorry, it's a complete aside. Don't like the career step there, but other than that, yeah, that sounds uh, yeah. that sounds good. Um, <laughs> but yeah, AW anyway, yeah, great. Like I say, I I am clear, you know, a bit higher than use on the match. I enjoyed the spectacle of it. There's definitely room for improvement. It mm-hmm. definitely suffered in maybe the shadow of how good Anarchy in the arena was. But you know, I, all in all, I think we we got what we paid for. We got yeah. you know bits of great storytelling. Like I say. Maybe it was too long, but I prefer that than them not having enough time. Um, I will say, like, I, you know, to, to, to what you guys so are saying. So, he made it feel special, though, at the mm. time. He did. He made it feel. I, I didn't love he the. Made it feel uh, good with the time. I, I didn't have a problem with that. I didn't love all the Jericho Appreciation Society guys being in red, though. Like, on, like obviously, there's the, the, the problem with, you know. Yeah. You, you, you know, you're going to be bloody in a match like this, surely you want to wear white like they did in Anarchy in the arena. And then, the, But then there was the secondary problem of like, I don't know if this is just me being blind or whatever, but I couldn't tell which one was Angelo Parker, which one was Daniel Garcia, and which one was Sammy Guevara at multiple points in this match. They all, maybe yeah. this was the problem yeah. with there being six of them. They all kind of bled into like one blob where Jericho stood out, speaking of blobs, but like nobody else oh. kind of, they were just guys, you know what I mean, other than, other than Swagger. Um, I'll take looking at his shape at his, <laughs> if one I'm his age. I'll take that. <laughs> I'm just it's a good job Steve Macklin didn't jump in, Ben. I want it. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Throw him in some red pants and I'd be really fucking confused, mate. <laughs> Uh, you got eight out of ten wrestling fans couldn't pick him out of a fucking lineup. Uh, I He's a bug. Uh, but, but yeah, I didn't love that presentation of them. I think it, you know, it was like you know, the, the white was definitely the better choice for uh, for Anarchy in the arena. Oh, maybe, yeah. that, maybe that mm. paid. Uh, maybe that's why you know some spots in there didn't stand out. But there was there were, there were still memorable moments in here. You know, even though we were all questioning how we got there in the first place, that visual. Visual of Angelo Parker like hanging outside the cage. It was very much, you know, uh, Age of the Fall, uh, Ring of Honor, uh, you know, Briscoe stuff. Uh, it felt kind of felt like that kind of image that's going to stick in uh, in all of our. Be on a t shirt next week. Oh, definitely. That's what we're going to remember from this match, isn't it? You're going to remember that. You're going to remember the end of two A. And Sammy's you know, bump was good. Yeah, Sammy's I'm a bump. Oh, yeah, like we haven't really talked about that. Yeah, I mean, it was he basically swanned on himself, didn't he? But you know, yeah, Jericho was taking yeah. him two years in a row. Give him a high five on the back, and then he just fucking went off. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I love stuff like I love bumps. Well, it, like look, it looked better and it got a great reaction. And I think that's, Jericho I'm, was last year, yeah. And I think that's the main thing because it yeah, had that, and I'm sure he was only in the match so. He could basically take that kind of a bump as well. But Benno, if we're picking a goal, is the timekeeper's table ever that big? <laughs> I know, I know, I know. I'm only messing with the No, you're right, yeah, though. I, I, no, I like, I strongly dislike. I feel like blood and guts, like war games, should, the violence takes place in the cage. You know, I'm not even 100% sold on like the weapons and stuff, but okay, whatever. Mm. It may, maybe you need that to take the violence up a level in, in 2022, but I kind of feel like the point should be you can't get out, and we've already blown that, you know, in, in match one and now match two. It's just become normal for to be a stump bump every time. I would... 
it'd be better if they hadn't, but you know, this is the scenario we're in, so it, it is what it's hell in a cell and it's the same uh, same story. And that's still yeah. going twenty years later, Matt, so you know, there's always uh, <laughs> there's always hope. Twenty five years later. That's like that. I say also what really helped, I think, with this show overall this week, this subtle easing out of JR out of being. Oh yeah, I'm going to that. Mm. Yeah, what's going on there, Ben? I think the. I mean, I, I feel like it's you know it's like you know Rampage this week. Him and Shivani were on that. Taz is. It's almost like the. It feels to me like the the kind of trying to rotate him out, but like my read on it was be like Tony too much of a shit house to be like fuck off Jr. So it's like well what I think they're giving him the second hour on Dynamite, so he's not as cranky. Like Nitro. Yeah, it? it's Nitro. He's not as cranky. He's not out there for so long, getting tired and moaning about things as much as he does but he's still getting two hours on tv every week so you can say to him no jim it's the same amount of work it's just we're splitting it over two nights now you know you still are yeah you're still our number one guy it's better i'll take it i'll take him over you know so that rampage commentary team hasn't been great you know with ricky starks and jericho shouting over each other i think jim ross being mm. in there is probably going to calm yeah it's but it's probably going to calm jericho down so that'll probably make that that booth better jericho um, will listen to him mm, and yeah. he's, if he's got criticism he says to me you need to calm it down you could see him listening to him yeah and and it gives you a task doesn't it like at the pay-per-view yeah the fact that i'd you know orange casting and osprey felt like a troll job sending jr out for that but every match after it you know it did you know as much as it's really good you know we we dislike you know elements of jr's commentary or outright jr's commentary for me i do kind of get that it gives it gravitas and makes it feel important that oh we're wheeling jr out for the big matches you know i think you can you can sell that yeah I, I, like, I, I think this is what they should have been doing. His job was to establish them, helped get that first TV deal. If it were me, I still think there's a value to him in that kind of more backstage role that he did in video WWE. Video packages, JP, the boss, aren't he? Oh, boss, the video it? packages, sit-down interviews, yeah. special commentary, put him onto Rampage for a bit, see if that casually draws people in, hearing Jim Ross on there, who may not have heard him on there before. I think, like, they're kind of little things but i also think as being like a kind of a wise old head for like a hand to the king to go back to game of throne references as just someone <laughs> that he can talk about and if you're talking about how to manage a locker room with a lot of egos and various people with the various baggage that they bring he's a good person to go to because he managed it at a time when they had fucking stars all over the shop and he managed to keep them generally happy and on board with what they were doing Oh, that's it, and that, that 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 that's what he can offer. You know, uh, mm. you know, crew. You'll say it won't, it won't matter. You know, no one's buying a uh, an AW pay per view or putting the telly on because Jim Ross is drawing them to it. And I'm yeah. definitely sympathetic to that argument too. But you know, if he's going to be around, I think this is probably the most useful way you can you can use him out outside of just not using him at all, which is uh, also an option. <laughs> Hopefully, they'll they'll get to. Monster, I think the, I think they're slowly pushing Monster. him out the door. I oh, think they're slowly because this wouldn't have started if he hadn't. That that's not the end game. This wouldn't have started. And, like, they've got so many great commentators on on you know on deck that you know Taz deserves to be on Dynamite every week for two yeah. hours. Like it, you know, there's elements of Taz where he's a bit goofy and whatever, but he fits the product better. He does, and he knows yeah. the product better. He knows the wrestlers better, and he seems to actually enjoy it, which is the biggest problem with Jr. Isn't it? You can tell he fucking he's got chemistry. Mm. Him and Excalibur of chemistry. I mean, like commentated now together, but give or take what certainly like two years with Dark and Dark Elevator. Well, dark certainly like 
And he know, like you say, knows that roster inside and out. You wouldn't predict them two being great mates, would you? Um, Taz and Excalibur. No. Imagine them hate, Taz to hate him, wouldn't you? Yeah, indie guy who wears a mask. Yeah, who the fuck's this bum? Yeah, best mates, it's brilliant. Uh, but yeah. So uh, yeah. Well, I commentate on a match involving his supermodel son. <laughs> like all weird shit. It's hard. Uh, and we haven't even actually mentioned, uh, I was going to say, anything on Rampage um, before we um, close up on AEW. Um, it was a show. I watched it today. It continues to be Rampage. Tony can't help but book Battle Royals. Mm. What are you going to do? He had two rings, so he decided he was uh, going to run World War Three. Can't really. Uh, as a WCW fan, I can't blame him. Although it did War feel... games in World War Three in one night. Yeah. yeah. Whatever it was. <laughs> but it did feel thrown together. It was like on the night. He was like, oh, you know what we can do? Because like on the commentary, they were going, oh, there's the blue ring and the red ring. No, they were both red rings. Like it was so, it was so yeah. obvious nobody had like... They hadn't even bought turnbuckle like covers to at least sell the idea that there were these, you know, two distinct rings and it was this big thing. And it was, you know, coming... What three weeks after the last battle royal that named the number one contender? You know, it's it's very AW to, to go back to the well, but I did think you know the finish was good. Brody King, you know, choking mm. out Darby Allen. You know that was a a Darby Allen idea. Um, you know, and that it's a nice one week uh, defense, isn't it for for a Moxley? So you know, the end result is is good, even if yeah, it was a yet another battle royal on AW program. I mean, I think we've been generally quite positive about the idea of a big lad as a B show challenger. And I think you get this with Brody King, and the finish was quite. The finish was good. Um, I mean, and I didn't know what was going to happen. I didn't know. I didn't have the spoiler, so I was kind of intrigued when he went. Eh, it's not who you might think it is. I was like, okay, what direction are they going in? And like you say, one week challenger, absolutely fine. Good bit of shithousery, calling it Royal Rampage as well, though. Oh, I like that. that. Yeah, good, good stuff. Is this for the Benno? Is this for the interim world championship? Oh yeah, he's going to start on interim titles now. <laughs> I'm asking a question. That's all. It is yes. Moxley is the interim champion. Sam, Sam. <laughs> Nothing to say on that. It's a safe space, no, mate. I'm just cleaning it up. That's all. Just railing on AEW for weeks. You're allowed to uh, have a go at them on this podcast, mate. Not, uh... I'm not having a go. It's just you know. <laughs> <laughs> what's the point <laughs> what, why I'm not going to take that seriously because it's for the you know I'm not, I it's a gimmick yeah. isn't it like editing and wrestling it's a prop mate to, to use your words against you it's a prop yeah, that'll it's a, build it's a to a unification prop, match. Need another, another prop of the prop well, <laughs> we do have 800 props in AEW that is a, yeah, a, I was going to say like, but... the All Atlantic Championship isn't it that's being defended in the UK by mate you can go and watch it in Sheffield mm. is he yeah uh, end yeah, of the month yeah. he's coming over Next Him versus oh, Shota Umino. Does that make sense? Why, yes, 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 yes. Good. It'd be good for him, even if, yeah, they need, you know, they really didn't need that extra belt. But um, elsewhere on Rampage, yeah, I thought uh, Young Bucks and Goto and Yoshashi was good. Didn't maybe live up to the bill, and I'd seen some, like, raving, you know, people raving about it. It's like a, you know, plus four star match. Didn't quite think it was that. It was, but it was a nice little tag, you know, on Rampage that, you know, Goto, who apparently was the uh, the number three contender for the uh, AW interim title, talking about the interim belts, apparently. Yeah, ceded to uh, face Tanahashi for a spot in the final. You know, everyone else had to do about a royal, whatever. Um, lost again, um, but you know, they were in with, with the books, and it was you know, it was a good books tag. That's all I've really got to say on that. Yeah, I didn't see the rest of the show. I was confessed to the battle royal. I went, that's enough for me. I saw a hook interview. I think was he? It's he's not what's called rampage anymore. It's it's, it's not what else had it better. It's, it's not must see. No, no, it, and it's well, taped. 
it's fell into that pattern of being, you know, I think it, it really it was Tony Storm, Nyla Rose on it to, uh, to answer your question, Matt, that oh. was the main event. But like, it's it has fell into that pattern of there were those weeks where it got preempted and moved around. And I think everyone kind of cottoned on in that time. I really don't need to watch Rampage, you know, and I think people are out the habit of it. And I don't think that, you know, it's ever going to be any more than it is. You know, it's an extra hour of AW TV for people who want to watch it and podcasters who have to talk about AW. You know, yeah, if I wasn't doing a podcast, like matches most of the time, Ben, though, don't they always have a decentish match, like a biggish match? You know, yeah, that's usually. true. Usually kick off yeah. with something good. And the in ring has been, to be fair, mm. the last few weeks, the in ring has been very good. It's not particularly felt consequential or hugely necessary, but, you know, the, the matches themselves, which is one thing you can always say about AW, have, uh, have been strong. But, I was going to say before... Did Storm, you... Benno, Benno, mm. did Tony Storm lose again? At the pay- I don't even know the results of the pay-per-view, to be honest. Yeah, did, yeah, did Storm lose? Are they building the back up for another shot then? Yeah, that's what a promo was saying and like the, you know, the right. Mark Henry segments and stuff that you know I'm going to bounce back on. It wasn't a very good promo. Um, but you know, Was the match good? Promo. Storm and Rosa? Uh, Nyla Rose. Oh, from the pay-per-view? Yeah. No, not really. It was fine. It was out of place. Well, it was. It was out of place on, on the show. On an AW versus New Japan show, like, did anyone really want like a neutral? It's AW an AW match, you know? yeah. And I can tell you that from like from going to the shows, going to AW shows, being to a few Dynamites and Rampages when I was in Vegas and LA, like people do leave their seats when the women's matches come on. Like it is. Uh, do they? Yeah. They really. Thought do. Rosa was over. She seems like people like her. I don't know what it is, but like it, I don't know what they can. It wasn't the crowd for it because it wasn't even built up as like AEW versus Stardom, which no. would have had like the inner promotional feel. I mean, they did it and tried to do it in the sort of loosest possible way to get it on the path. Close you could do that, but it's it's just it didn't feel part of. It's not part of this particular type of card. Oh, but, fair, yeah. fair enough, boys. I was going to say, I mean, lastly, before we move on from AEW, I mean, we did talk it on the weekend show, but, you know, just for our enemies' sake, JP, we should uh, throw it out there. You know, we will uh, stand by, you know, our, our criticism of the build to Forbidden Door. It was uh, it yeah. was all over the place. I think those shows were, were almost universally um, panned on the way in. I will say, you know, anyone who's, uh, you know, out there, you know, thinking, you know, people like, it's one of them, you'll hear like, and you all said it was going to be shit. I mean, play back the tape you know at no point did we yeah. say forbidden door was going to be bad we said you know, at the end of the day jp the best wrestlers in the world were getting out there to have matches that yeah. maybe weren't built particularly well that maybe weren't the ideal combinations but it was still the best wrestlers in the world we expected it to be good anyone who expected it to be quite as good as it was or says they were expecting mm. it to be that good it's probably lying to you i think even the people who were extremely positive on you know what the show was going to be like didn't expect it to be that good you know it was the perfect storm of a fantastic crowd motivated wrestling wrestlers and you know very good matches you know i do think you should should watch it if you uh you get the mm. chance uh matty but... well paced and well structured even though well, I've, heard oh, but an AW I've heard yeah. the crowd are unbelievable the crowd i'm like oh the crowd are phenomenal yeah. unreal like, i have it, to yeah. say this detroit crowd were, were they generally were like uh, mm. and it's the cl- i was thinking about this it's, it's you know they're not far from canada because obviously we know Braden and davy were yeah, were, um, were, were traveled down to the show as well so it feels like, and they, he's mentioned Canada more recently. I wonder if getting pack over here is kind of like soften things up for a little soft launch of the uh, of AEW traveling outside the US. Mm. Oh, that's got to come. It's about time. Big Canadian pay view. We'll all go to Toronto. We'll meet up with WH and uh, and John and Way and uh, Braden and Davy and the lads, and we'll uh, we'll make that happen. Big we'll money, that. Like- 
Craven Cottage show, mate. Big <laughs> yeah, money in that one. But uh, but no, I was going to say, you know, while we were, you know, we were we were negative on, you know, the bill, but you know, pretty much, uh, you know, expect expected a good show, even if we didn't get it. We got a show that blew away even those kind of expectations. One thing we didn't expect, and we talked about it on the weekend show, was for it to do quite as well as it's um, doing numbers wise. Mm. You know, as far as buyers go, and I think, you know, I. They're doing 125 to 120,000 pay per view buyers. It's uh, it's looking like a, at this point, obviously, you know, and obviously down on you know double or nothing and the regular you know big four AW pay per views from from the uh, the tail end of last year, especially when uh, when things were were high. Mm. But as an extra pay per view bunged in, you know, a month after the last one. And a show that you know, yeah, we we kind of with the with the build and with you know the fact it was an interpromotional show, maybe didn't expect to to do quite as as well as that. Like that's they're really strong numbers, um, you know, and it shows that oh, yeah. massively, massively interesting uh, in this just purely as a concept. I think which would make it you know absolutely daft not to run another one. Uh, that's the idea. It was a conceptual show. It wasn't like a traditional pay per view. Like you wouldn't have a traditional pay per view, which had, um, you know, with the, with the kind of regular bill when it was announced and when it was sold. But then it's almost like they tried to build it up like it was a regular pay per view by trying to have storylines and kind of, you know, angles and various other things on there. But it did well. It did better than we expected. I said 100,000 and it's sort of gone well past that. It was never going to do those kind of numbers, but it also didn't have that kind of star power. What would it have done if it had, had punk on there? And possibly, like, I don't know what Naito would have meant, but certainly, like, say, Danielson on there as well. Like, it would have, it, that would have um, probably helped boost it more. It'll happen again, obviously. Like, it depends what New Japan's cut of it is. Is it the cut of the pay per view? Is it of the live gates? The live gate did a million as well. So you're talking about everyone's walking away quite happy. You know, New Japan look at this and go, okay, like, we can do this again. Like I for a long time in banging the drum about this would be night three of Wrestle Kingdom, but I suspect I I don't know if they'll hold off that long because they might have that dead period between the G one and um and uh, 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 Tokyo Dome and then do it then do it sort of like later on at the end of the year before you get into Tag League and you know whatever the was it the Super Junior Tag League at the same time as well. <laughs> Didn't do well on New Japan World, as Sean mentions, according to Dave Meltzer. It was like 7,000 on that, but it's Apparently by that fight point. Was low as well. It was fight was yeah. low, but like I think uh, 24, 18% down, I think something like that. Whereas like yeah. traditional, traditional held it up, yeah. which is strange. Like, I don't know. I mean, I know you're not a numbers guy, Matty. You just want to talk about the, uh, you know, contrary to your, your, your opinions at the start of the show, you just want to talk about wrestling, don't you? And the things that happen uh, within the, uh, the, the, you know, the four corners. and uh, Maybe and not the, the actual, but... as JP emphasised on the actual wrestling, which, <laughs> which we have to talk about. But the but show itself. Team... <laughs> but, no, but, but does just, it shock you, like, chat... you know, just to say, like, you know, a, a, you know an AW, you know, a standard pay-per-view, you know, 2021, you know, in the start of the year, they were doing within this range, you know, 110 mm-hmm. to 130,000. But I'll be honest, boys. I don't like know at all. I you know how the pay per view like market is these days. You see like some of the boxing numbers and the UFC numbers, and I really don't know what's good and what's bad anymore because you can't go off the history of like what it used to be, can you? So I think is a hundred thousand is good. Is, is that right? Yeah. Today? Is that like oh, for anything? Yeah. Is that it's it? You'd imagine it to be profitable. Oh yeah. yeah. Like at that point, when you're getting like a hundred, um, a hundred thousand, and they're kind of exceeding them. They've gone from like at one point is around eighty, like 
that they'd gotten to, but they'd yeah, like at this point in 2019. Yeah, it feels like it's up around like an extra 50,000, which you would attribute naturally to kind of Punk and and uh, Danielson being yeah. around as being actually like quite a big part of that. So whenever the people say about Punk's salary, it's like, well, this is what he's doing. Look at the numbers he drew on that first episode that interview on the after, after scrum Benno was that that one where that he's defending <laughs> I've seen most yeah. of that also on this I think Kenny Omega I didn't click on mm. the article he's been doing like Twitch things I've seen and some comments he's making and he said something about that where he must be defending Forbidden Door because he said wrestling now doesn't need storylines basically he was saying you just put wrestlers in there and it'll but they didn't well, do that. Must have been stick up. That would make more sense now. Yeah, that's true. He didn't. What's that? <laughs> yeah, what's the answer? Well, yeah, to be fair, he didn't, did he? Yeah, so I don't know. No. I don't know what he's trying to stick up for there then. Or he's trying to like, I don't know. That's what they should have done. His... Yeah. He's spot on. Just put yeah, him in the ring. Enough, yeah. Have the first time they actually see each other be in the ring. Because that kind of feels special. It's like, I know they didn't do it that way, but when the Wyatt family and the Shields met, the reason why it kind of felt special at a time when very little on WWE TV felt kind of special, they didn't touch. They just stared at each other and then one group would end up walking away and then they have their blow-off match. Like it, The fans went apeshit for that. But I ranted about this for I was there for, for that one. Weeks. In Manchester, the fans were going fucking, this is awesome, oh. just loving that stare-off. And the match happened like two months later, JP, yeah? Yeah, proper build, <laughs> old school yeah. build. So I don't know what Ken was on there, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's, he's, working it. he's trying to build it. He's, he's going on about how, you know, these these young wrestlers, you know, they don't tell stories. They they do they just do big moves in matches and get five stars off Melton. He's, he's doing a fucking bit and he's building he's building an Osprey match. Well, I didn't, to be honest, I didn't clip on the whole article. I just seen like, you know, like the little trans preview they give you. Hmm. So it's like, I don't know. I'll actually, I'll send you it in a bit if I can find it. <laughs> Chat and shite, won't he? Of course. But, no, no, I was gonna. I was gonna ask you, you know, not, not just talking like the numbers, but like, does it? You know, you're a you're a man who, uh, who firmly believes the IWC exists, or like, there's a hardcore amongst us. But like, the fact that you know a pay per view like this, where it's you know mm-hmm. AW versus you know New Japan, you know New Japan that's not on TV in the US and stuff. Like, I think the the extreme WWE fans, not that I'm I'm saying you speak their language or or, or not, and we're like, ah, nobody knows who any of these people are. It's it's gonna die a death, and there were definitely elements of that that bled into maybe our expectations of this do and i think it just shows that hardcore you know that base is bigger than it's ever been you know pretty much everyone who watches AEW at this point is is really you know by definition a hardcore wrestling fan they're watching wrestling every week they're aware of what new japan is they know okada's a big star they know tanahashi's a big star maybe it shouldn't have been shocking that you know this was a would be a dream match not just for like some small subculture of the the bubble within the bubble but you know people bought it because it felt like you know despite everything a big deal but ben i always say anyway into promotional things I think it was always a bit of a, like, it's something, like, exciting, isn't it? It's meant to be exciting when two promotions or two, like, you never seen before fights. I always think that's a good thing for the paper. You look at, and I might be off, but look at the Invasion. Who, yeah. They had no fucking stars. And that's like 900,000 in it at the time. And look yeah. at the, Imagine that would have had Goldberg and that would have done millions, wouldn't it? It, would have, it literally would have done over a million buys, no problem. So I always think that's, you know, a good selling point for the pay-per-view or an event. But what you're saying there, yeah, everyone who watches AEW, Ben, you know, 
99.9% know who all the New Japan heads yeah. are. That's just idiot W fans on Twitter. That let's be honest, but, isn't it? But they no. they also know the they know the origins of the company and how the origins of the company yeah, effectively you know. start in New yeah, Japan. Yeah, of course. Jericho and Omega were in it. That was like what? Uh, yeah. yeah. If you ask Jericho, that's what he tells you. The origins <laughs> of it. He started. But, but, right. <laughs> 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 but it's like no, he's right though, and you know, as you say. What did you say about the Twitter fans there? I didn't say I was fucking one of them. The hardcore within the hardcore, the IWC. <laughs> no, but the WWE fucking idiots. Oh, Twitter. no, you're not one of them. You're not one of them. You're, uh, you know, you'll be bad. You, you've got, you've, you've got a dog in the fight, but you'll, uh, you'll listen to reason and you'll uh, give. No, a- Ben, I just like, you know, I'm just, I call it even down the middle. You know, if something's good, something's good. If something's bad, I'll say it's bad. Do you know what I mean? It's just it sounds like healthy discourse to me. It sounds like the way things should be done. Yeah, 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 it is, but it's like. As you say, Amazing, keep repeating man. it. Every wrestling fan these days, you know, you know who everyone is. I'd be very shocked. Uh, that's only the WWE, as you're saying, the diehards that mightn't branch out or mightn't. Everyone else, of course, it's a standard, that. But it, is, it looks like it's a success. But didn't they see that New Japan want to have their version of it for the 50th anniversary? Yeah. Is that next year, JP? Yeah. No, it's this year. The oh, whole year is the 50th well. anniversary, so right. it's whether or not they push it up. Ah, I mean, okay. Carl asks in the chat as well, he's saying, well, would they get the same numbers if they'd been in Japan? I mean, there it's a different type of business in terms of like pay-per-view and stuff. They wouldn't do the same pay-per-view because it'd be because of time zones and, and everything else. Yeah. In terms of a live attendance, I'd imagine it'd do well. You'd hoping without any restrictions or anything else, if you did it in like a Budokan or something like that, did it like in a like a proper like venue, then then it could do well. It depends on what kind of traction AEW's got at that point in time, what stars are on it. Yeah. Yeah. No, but yeah. it's, uh, I, I like, you know, obviously I didn't watch it, I'm saying I like, but I do like the genuine ideas of like, mm. you know, people can fighting each other who've never fought and, and promotions. Uh, MLW Impact, mate. <laughs> yeah. We can only wish, JP. We can only wish. <laughs> Well, they got matches in the back pocket, haven't they? If they, uh, you know, obviously now with things not going to uh, to plan, with, you, know, yeah, you can do all them original matches now, yeah, all of that. So, yeah, got, I'd expect a, you know, a, a success. Maybe not on the quite on the level with normal AW pay per views, but near enough, you know, which shows you that there there is interest in uh, in that as a concept. So, there we are. You know, see, we managed to uh, to critique AW without uh, you know expecting the company to fall apart and mm. you know praise things when they're when they're good. You know, both things. Oh, were you getting good. a bit of stick then? Was you? Were you getting bit, a bit of stick? A little bit, you know, a little bit. In some <laughs> it's quarters, a weak you know. day, isn't it? Well, you know, the, <laughs> the, the build was bad, so you know, oh, the match was good. There, the match exactly. Was good, Why can't we, we say the build was like... shit? Of course, you know. <laughs> yeah, it, it's more that like AEW doesn't have as much leeway as I think people think they have. The television business is incredibly fickle, and you're coming up to kind of renewals. If you're putting on a project that's kind of quite big and bloated, and you've paid a load of money for TV rights for like the NHL and the NBA and the rest of it, like stuff can go south like very quickly, which means that they don't have the scope to have a six month period where they fuck up the booking and turn off a load of the audience. Like they've got, like you've got to be on it until you can get that massive money and that guaranteed income, and therefore you are profitable and you can. What's you that know. point though? Like even like mm. in the build to this, where you know the TV was messy and you know we weren't just enjoying the week to week storytelling, you know, a, a, as a product, and you know we were trying to read into like the lower ratings. 
even those yeah. lower ratings were still number one on cable, you know. So yeah. you know that's what they're going to look at, isn't it? Um, as much as anything. So yeah, I've got to, you know, take that into a into account too. Yeah. Fair enough. Reasonable Good discourse. It's not black and white, is it? You know, there's uh, there's room for grey and uh, and intelligent discussion in the middle. That's what I'll always say. But yeah, <laughs> else on uh, and then I'll set AEW, uh, you know. Else you guys have uh, watched anything else you want to uh, talk about? Um, go on, Matt, you first. Well, go on. No, Jay, I'm, I'm just going to have a think, mate. I'm sure you've got something to reel off. I've only got two matches that I've kind of quickly squeezed in tonight. One was from the Stardom fight in the top. I just went onto the Grapple app, looked at the ratings for a couple of matches. And the other one was from the, it was the final of the King of DDT tournament. So... I, I looked at fight in the top and it was a cage match between Tam Nakano and Natsupoi. And it got got good ratings. I think it was around 4.25 since it been number one match on the show. So I was like, oh, all right, I'll watch this. Um, just because, you know, stardom don't do cage matches. However, what I didn't realize because the comment, commentary is in Japanese, um, like there was a thing where they had to pin them every time they had to want to climb out of the cage first like before they could ever go at it. And it was like, it completely took me out of the match because it would veer from like at the beginning, quite violent. I was like, I get in. This is just going to be a kick-ass fucking brawl in the cage. These two hate each other. There'll be reasons and all the rest of it. And, you know, I'd recommend going again to our friend, uh, Karen Peterson over over at Post, who, you know, does the the reports for this and, and Dreamstar Weekly as well. But, this gimmick kind of took me out of the match. I have to say just the idea of like, they were getting too many pinfalls and because it was a clap crowd as well. Um, but he did have a cool finish. that was kind of similar to the Royal rampage finish in the sense that Tam Nakano had Natsupoi in a sleeper hold at the top of the cage and just dropped her and then like climbed over the top for the win. So it had like that kind of cool visual to it. Um, but yeah, on I went three and a half because some of the work is in there. There's a point actually her face was being shoved up and I thought her eye was exploding, fucking Vader style. Like against Stan and Hansen. I was like, oh Jesus Christ. A match that you reviewed on Long Winding Royal Road, Benno. That as well, yeah. Um, I thought there was a bit of that action going on. It turned out it was her cheek, but yeah. Um it, but yeah, so I thought the uh, I went out. So yeah, I went three and a half on that uh, it's well below the average on that i have to say i haven't seen anything else from the card i haven't um for the rating for this one i've gone four stars for the final of uh kazusada higuchi versus name naomi yoshimura and that's more because i was like squeezing it in before we were recording tonight it was the final of the king of ddt um final in there and it was great it was just a fucking brutal, fast-paced, intent kind of proper. Matty, you'd have hated it. There were lads standing there, and they were taking blows from the other lad, and then they were hitting. Trading back. off. They were trading <laughs> off, mate. There was plenty of trading off in this. It was an absolute trade-off. Del Boy would have struggled with that much trading. <laughs> uh, it was, yeah, it was, it was that kind of vibe too. But it was just like proper kick-ass um, as well, and it was. It, you know, it was just a case of like an endurance test, but obviously they'd wrestled the match earlier in the in the final. I think Higuchi was up against Junakiyama, and he won in the end, and the crowd seemed to love it. Um, it's on Wrestle Universe. They've got English commentary, which makes these things a lot easier 
um, to be able to dive in and out of. I'm still not quite sure who they are because I'm DDT. I'm kind of clueless outside of a few, very few people there. But yeah, Chris Brooks was on the card as well, but I didn't see that match. <laughs> he was sitting with Andrew Everett, I think. Oh, was he over there? Well, what? Yeah, Andrew Everett was over there doing his giants. He had his singlet on and all sorts. <laughs> well, boys, JP, you might have seen it. I think I mentioned it before on the pre-show, but I watched uh, Jacob Fatu versus Mads Kruger <laughs> in the weapons and weapons of mass destruction match from MLW. Now that was that they JP that powerbomb spot. I'm telling you now, I may jumped out my bed, shit myself, thinking is he going to be all right there? <laughs> it, is, it, is, it was brutal, wasn't it? What did you? Was, what, what do you think of Mads Kruger? Ah, I mean, I've only seen him a couple of times. He was in the Battle Royal when uh, Hammer won the belt, was it? Or he? Yeah. It was the last time I seen him, and he's the just Battle Royal. Yeah, he's just there, and he but Fatu give him the splash off the top onto the stretcher yeah. as well. It was just nuts. It was just like <laughs> Fatu's great. Oh, Fatu JV, one of my favourites, and I'm really shocked WWE haven't come in for him or another or someone else haven't given him a go, like because I think he's fucking great. Yeah. Impact. That's yeah. where he'd be kind of perfect. But JP, Which... what was that bit of gimmick at the end where he threw him in like the uh, they had them army crates and like it lit the up. The Ark of the Covenant, mate. Yeah. yeah. And he threw him into that. <laughs> it was just fucking took off his mask. So bizarre, but it was great. Oh, it was awesome. It was amazing yeah. how they were able to bring in weapons grade plutonium into the ECW arena. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Like Proper, was, yeah. as you say, JP, old school like gimmicky wrestling that isn't it you know what I mean it's pretty southern yeah at that point yeah. like that's when MLW is like it becomes proper USWA proper member yeah. stuff yeah like it's kind of like slightly wilder angles and all the rest of it and they've got their focus on their guys and you know building up Richard Holiday versus Alex Hammerstone which I know Ben will switch completely on board with layers years in the oh, making the history that's what you want but I'm going to mm. start picking it up again JP I've a uh, I used to love MLW, but that that uh, weapons and mass destruction match has got me back into it. <laughs> oh, mate, they got Caesar Duran in there as well. I think Jacob Fatu was selling a load of Caesar Duran. If you um, did, you watch Lucha Underground, mate. Benno keeps He's telling me that I've missed out on Lucha hey. Underground. That is a show we, we are doing month, one day. We are doing like that. month one or series one or something on Lucha Underground. Like, Can I you tell you? There's two matches I've seen or remember from that was Vampiro versus Pentagon. Was that a casting yeah. match? Yeah. And yeah. Uh, Swerve against AR Fox. That AR, is I made you watch fucking... that. Swerve under a mask. Yeah. yeah, them two matches I fucking love. <laughs> I really oh. fucking love them. Like, mm. you know what I mean? One of so, the whole is Swerve ends up with a horrible cut on his, like, yeah. Properly Isn't it like the fucking um, whatever driver off the top through all the glass off yeah. the, the ramp or something? Denton's yeah. way. Fucked up, innit? The boss finish. Like, I've, wouldn't think I've seen like the dives in, off the, like, the top into the ring and, and that. Yeah. yeah, I've done all, seen all them. Like, But there's a lot of people in there that like are people who become like Matty favourites as uh, as time went on. So like, you, yeah. I didn't want to ruin it with like who turns up and like who plays different characters and stuff. Like, you be, It's oh, right please, up your street, Sorry just to go off, but can I also can I mention one thing I seen off NXT this week? I know you don't talk about NXT. No, we don't. Go for it. <laughs> Did you hear about uh, is it two dimes you got released? Yeah. Right. So do you know what they done on the on telly to write about? What? <laughs> well, what gang is he in? 
So Tony D'Angelo's a what? What is he, JP? He's a mob boss. Yeah. yeah. So what do you think they done? They threw him in the river. <laughs> so he's swimming with the fishes. He killed him. They actually made it. That telly. feels like Lucha Underground. Like that's very yeah, Lucha Underground. Like that really cup. is. D'Angelo People die like in Lucha tried, Underground. You tried to take over me. Uh, you tried to get in my chair. You, you tried to go against me. And it had his gold watch. So he, he kept his gold watch. He threw him into the water or something. And it was just, I thought, you know, this is fucking nuts, this. <laughs> That's, my God. Like, I mean, I, I just wanted him to do the gimmick like the guy from Goodfellas. Talking about get the papers, get the papers. I wanted that yeah. kind of, like, gimmick to him, which just seems like that's missed as well. He's got a lot of coverage from us. There's old two dimes. Oh, two dimes. Like, <laughs> really has. Yeah, Much more so for a man, I've, I couldn't even tell you what he looks like. <laughs> he looks like Steve Macklin, though. <laughs> <laughs> a bloke. <laughs> I love that, you know. Oh. Carl, Carl mentions here, yeah, Penta versus the Joshi girl, uh, like, uh, from, um, they're from Stardom. So it's yeah. like Io Shirai and stuff so like that. Well mental match. Pentagon is unbelievable in each other, and he's so well presented. Oh. It's the best he'll ever be booked, ever. Yeah, like it's yeah, it's brilliant from start to finish. Well, even Vampiro finished, was great. great. Yeah, yeah. Oh, there's great stuff with them too on there. Like you've got because Benno, I, you watching. I didn't, I didn't know about that match, but I used to listen to the Steve Austin podcast every week, obviously twice a week, and he had Vampiro on, and he was talking about that, and that honestly made me. Even Austin said he fucking loved this up I'm gonna have to watch this now, and that's how I watched that match. And it's fucking, I love Vampiro me anyway. Too. Old Ian, fucking love him. Lad. <laughs> Speaking of wrestling lunatics, yeah, hey, we'll, we'll do a season one. Canadian Ian, oh legend Ian Hodgkinson, isn't it? <laughs> it <is>. How <laughs> do you end up living in Mexico? So it's just what happens, isn't it? He's a big part of the new blood. That's why I can't wait to revisit. Oh yeah, oh, oh yeah. I was a big fan of the Deadpool, so you know. Uh, oh yeah, ICB. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what was the one with Raven? Not the, what were they called? Uh, no, that's the Deadpool. What was the then, one, the uh, other one? The Dark Carnival, Dark ICP, Carnival. Vampiro, Great Muta, and Dale Torborg. Dragon <laughs> 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 Gaga lads. Bruce Ola, loving it. Oh, Muta. Oh. <laughs> Muta, yeah. That two month run where, where yeah. he was like fucking. Was he a tag champ? champ? With Vampiro for a night, one night. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like latter day days. Great stuff. But uh, yeah, I was going to say I watched. Um, I don't know. If, did you watch New Japan Strong in the end, JP? I only caught us no. on the side in the end. But we talked about the weekend show in it. Yeah, it caught my attention right away. Tell you what, like they do the best to fuck it because Eddie Kingston's out there doing commentary, and you can't hear a fucking word he's saying. It's Dev frustrating because like he's like his mic level is just like well below everybody else on commentary and it just it, it he was out there presumably because they were doing a lot of teasing with him and at osprey to you know obviously you know talk up homicide as like his uh his mentor and you know build up a potential osprey match which sounds interesting you know if uh a bit, a bit of a, a wild and wacky one but yeah you lost that but honestly for anyone, like, I don't think there's many people out there who don't think Osprey can work. There's definitely people out there who think, you know, who, who, he's not going to be to their tastes ever. That's fine. Yeah. He was brilliant here with Homicide. Like, he made Homicide, you know, strip back the years a few years because Homicide, you know, for all intents and purposes, has kind of been done. As a, he's been cooked as an in-ring yeah. wrestler for, you know, longer than he, than he hasn't been, to be honest, at this point. But, like, 
Osprey kind of slowed the match down and did the match at like Homicide's pace and you know not not completely obviously but like you know it was it was different than your standard Osprey match and what you got out of that was like as good a Homicide's you know performances you're gonna get at this point you know the crowd that were there not a, not a huge crowd but the crowd that were there bit on like the near falls and the world like, you know there were a couple of moments where you thought you know this old dog homicide might have it in him to to beat osprey in the end it was you know your, your typical you know osprey madeism at, at the end with the uh with the hidden blade and the uh, and the stormbreaker and it's one two three and it's over but it was a really really good little match like the best i've seen homicide look in a good couple of years to be honest um just said says how good osprey you know is at this point not mm-hmm. that anybody uh needs uh, needs reminded of that, but no, I really enjoyed it. I think the whole episode was like a, a um, United Empire like themed show. I think I think they were in in all of the matches on the show. I haven't seen the rest of it yet. But I kind of like that as like a concept as a little show, and you know, having yeah. to go over big at the end as well. It was uh, yeah, it was a really good little match. I uh, I recommend people uh, go out and watch it. I need to get in the habit of watching New Japan Strong every week on the weekend show. We end up look, going through the card again. This looks well, all right. And then we just, it's almost just like the moment we finish recording that, it leaves my system until the next week when I'm looking to like who's on it and I have to go on their Twitter feed because the only place you find it. There's so much wrestling to watch, but it's like a level of consistency that it has. And with a really interesting roster, I mean, they've just set up the, um, they're doing a tag tournament, for example, um, on then Aussie Opener in it. Who you'd fancy as being kind of a favorite to possibly. To possibly go on and win, you know. I think Christopher Daniels is in there with Yuya Yamura, West Coast Wrecking Crew, who I really like because obviously all part of Team Filthy as well. But yeah, it's a. It sounds like you enjoyed it, Benno. I do. I always do. Anytime I watch it, it's like Impact. It's like ML. Well, maybe not MLW, but yeah, you know, it's, it's all of those shows, yeah. isn't it? When you, JP, he had a tear in his eye watching Homicide. That's why. <laughs> Before it was two thousand and fucking five again or whatever. Got a soft spot for him, but no, like the the, the little uh, New Japan mini pay per views, USA ones we've you know reviewed the last mm-hmm. one. It's like Impact, same story, isn't it? We watch it and we go, oh, that was good. That um, you know, we should watch it more, and then we don't. You know, um, yeah. JP, is that with Fred Rosher as one of the champions? Is he in that? Yeah. yeah, he's just yeah. won the title from from. I Tom seen that Roller. on Twitter the other day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Having a good little career renaissance, is it? It's Fred Rosso, but yeah, Adam Young. I wanted to uh, <laughs> squeeze in. Was there a Ricochet Walter rematch, Matty? Did you see that? I saw the first match. I haven't I really seen that. It. I haven't seen the second uh, one yet. No, I haven't. Didn't watch that, Benno. I want to watch that? Yeah, I really like the first one for a for a WWE match, mate. I was uh, might get into that, but you know. Is there a record? Sorry, have we managed? Have we managed to go through a record number of promotions tonight? So I'm really struggling. We haven't done That's all Japan. I'm done Noah. We're that Shane Silver <laughs> meme, aren't we? That he put on Twitter. It's like <laughs> Matt, Matty watches AAW. Oh, who with it? I seen someone today, and I haven't watched it yet. I seen someone on Twitter today. I can't remember who it was saying it. It was a great line. Um, if you're a fan of PWG. Please prove the last time you Bro, watched the show or both. So, yeah. And I, I, I was going to watch it and put it up, but I haven't yet. So when I do, I'm going to fucking put it up. <laughs> oh, you haven't seen it yet? The the latest of the DVD? What? No, oh. it, I've got the last show before last night's one. Obviously, obviously, I'm not going to get last night's one for about fucking four months. But I've got the last show beforehand to watch, JP. I got like three in a row, didn't I? I think I've done two of them. I've got one more to go through. But it's Bowler. 
Do what I've got bowler to do, but I haven't got round to it yet. That's tomorrow. Well, no, you're doing a load of Steve Austin. Uh, yes, I am. Foundation tomorrow. That's I'm doing a lot of it. I don't. They haven't got show. MCW don't have their big show until the end of July, and that's the um, ballroom brawl. Is I'm there well any other promotion, JP, we haven't covered yet? Current. There's got to be one more you can just throw in. It's got to be Andy. <laughs> Impact. <laughs> We've mentioned Ref Pro as oh, well. I did watch it. Oh, sorry. I did watch one thing off the NWA power. That's still going. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're the only God. one. You're the, you're the last um, fan left. But do you know who the tag champs are in that? JP, would love it. It's Doug Williams and Davey Boy Jr. <laughs> oh, no, they call British invasion. In our group chat, you were, was it this or was it something else? You were like, oh, yeah, hey, British Bulldogs, aren't he? I was like, okay, that's yeah. doing a lot of that. <laughs> you're overselling that. It's Davey Boy Smith Jr. Let's all put it. It's on Rick Flair's last match, and it's oh, Bulldog versus that's what you Killer said. Cross. That's how you referred to him, just Mate. simply Bulldog. Like it was supposed yeah. to be, oh, yeah, of course, Davey Boy Smith Jr. He does not deserve that title. Like, <laughs> well, JP, that seems like a tag team that screams you that on the slide. <laughs> uh, it, look, anything with it, Doug Williams and Nick Aldis are always like the British invasion in my yeah. heart. Davy Boy Smith Jr. is just one where it's like, uh, do you know what? Him and Lance Archer as Killer Elite Squad, I didn't mind, weirdly, but it's probably more for Big Lance because he was stuck when he was going a bit more batshit in there. Two but, things, um, JP. Sorry, mm-hmm. two things though. One thing I did watch on that was the Matt Cardona interview. He's back, isn't he? Like, because he got stripped of the belt. If anyone follows him, yeah. he got stripped no of the way. belt. So he's back and he gave an interview and basically just said, you know, when I come back, I better get me shot and all that, having a go Billy Corgan. But nothing to do with the way now, JP, and still need, because I love it so much, I still need recommendations of the Samoa Joe and Nick Alders tag team in Noah. Okay. Do it like a hardcore favourite for a while. People are like, oh, they're really good, like as a team. Send me some links, JP, tomorrow, or and I'll get round to them. <laughs> or the Let YouTube, me... Whatever. Let me find in here. I'm going to nick all this now. We're going to sort this out immediately. Let's go. Career. On these pay per views I'm watching, you can see them at first where like Joe's literally leaving them. But as they go on pay per view, the art, you can see them actually getting better as a tag team. It's mad. (laughs) It's, well, they did win the tag belts at, uh, what was it, a great voyage 2012, and they beat Akitoshi Saito and Junakiyama. In that, right. I don't know how. I'll watch Let's that. See. I'll dig that match out with you in the belts. Then I'll dig that out. I'm just yeah. So there's that one. They've they've two matches in Noah. Um, <laughs> it's bad. Like, but that's that's like. Is it? Do they go? Are there any in there? You, Nick Olds is a match in Rev Pro in 2013. But that's. I'm going to have a look and see what other ones on here because I'm sure they had like their matches in. Um, in TNA, I'm just going to them now. Yeah, I'm, I'm watching. I've seen them on pay per view. They've got a few with Clemson and Matt Morgan. There's like a trilogy of them matches. <laughs> Dave Mate, they up loved now. fucking Matt Morgan. Dave splits up now. They're actually feuding on the last pay per view. Watch Clemson and uh, Matt Morgan. Big heel <laughs> run for Clemson. <laughs> Well, I'll let JP sort that in the post show. We have still got a podcast to uh, to wrap up. Sorry, sorry. We have as Carl said, we turned into a grappy hour here. To answer yeah. Liam, by the way, yeah, Nick Wayne Swerve, yeah, Swerve's over for progress. Uh, Mattia next. Uh, Is it London though? Yeah, I think it's July. Uh, at the end of this month. You know, it's a good match that Nick Wayne versus Swerve. It's a big. Oh, in London, I don't know what's going on. 
Yeah, they need to run uh, Manchester again to get you going, don't they? But yeah. There you yeah. go. We cover progress too. That's every company covered. And yeah, if we waited another seven minutes, we could watch GCW on, uh, on Fight TV as well. They got their... Uh, oh, I'm done. Show, You're in the black like. book, Benno. You're in the black book off that pay-per-view still for me. Fucking hell. <laughs> One day until, we go in, until we go in September. Yeah, oh yeah, looking forward to that. So there you go. There's some GCW chat too. So yeah, that's pretty much it for uh, for us. That's uh, everything. We're almost at our imaginary three hour limit. JP, any plugs you want to uh, throw out? I would just say yeah, uh, uh, patreon.com forward slash grapple. Uh, go there. There's going to be loads of uh, shows coming up. Uh, we've got our Observe This. We're going to be doing Heart Foundation versus Steve Austin. We're also going to be doing a State of AEW sort of six-month review as well. So those are going to be the latest shows. Plus, there's a fuckload of other ones that we've done, as well as listen to our TNA month one that we'd done with Matty as well. Uh, yeah, so I'd go over to there, patreon.com forward slash grapple. How about you, Matty? Follow you on Twitter. <laughs> Yeah, just on Twitter, boys, keeping it keeping it real with the Twitter. Matthew Edwards, 86. But looking forward to, thanks to Simon again and you for inviting me on tomorrow, boys. Little uh, last-minute uh, Survivor Series uh, substitution there. So <laughs> <laughs> I'll be I'll be looking forward to that. Good stuff. Perfect man to uh, to have. Uh, sorry, Grapple Gareth. Uh, I'm, I'm expecting he's gonna he's gonna zip that grapple tracky up tomorrow, and he's gonna be sprinting in trying to get a spot back. Um, sorry, it's gone. Uh, but, hey, all five of us can do it if uh, if need be. But yeah, yeah, be like a five man booth like Rampage. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, patrons have got that to look forward to. Like say AW uh, half year review coming. Uh, like CP said, the uh, they've got uh, lots of uh, lots of on the docket. But yeah, that's it for us for another show. We'll catch you again on Spotlight next week. Bye.